Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Beer and Money Radio. I am your host, John JCD Dimicelli. We are here live as part of the PWP Nation Network. You can check out pwpnation.com for a bunch of great articles and editorials. You can also follow PWP Nation on Twitter at PWP Nation, as well as the Facebook group, PWP, facebook.com slash PWP Nation. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at JCD1219NY. And, of course, I'm going to bring in the special guest of the day who wants to address all of you. Hi. That's my son, John Luca. He says hi, everybody. Want to say hi, everybody again? Hi, everybody. Okay. I got Nate on hold, so I'm going to bring Nate in right off the bat. Nate, you there? What's up? What's up, dude? Nothing. What's so, going on? Justin, Justin there yet or no? Uh, no, no Justin, okay. no Chris yet. So um, okay. just going to wait for them to get on. And he, here's what I want to I wanted to do go over today. I, I saw. What time did you do your show today? Huh? Oh, I did like what six o'clock in the morning. Okay, so you of did course. you did Great Balls of Fire. Okay. Um, I want to do Great Balls of Fire. Yep. I want to go over the G1 stuff again. Okay. Um, especially touching on. Um, I, I, oh, I, I got a great I got a great list too. Justin sent me. We should do. Okay. Basically, it's um, basically the worst wrestler of every year since 1990. <laughs> oh, that should be interesting. Yeah, that sounds um, pretty cool. <laughs> um, you know, for for the greatness of Kenny Omega, I feel like if anybody has a cloudy future, it's him. Not because of anything negative, but because there's just I, we'll, we'll get into it. But I, I just. I don't know if his path is clear-cut, and you would think for the way he's been going for the last 18 months, he'd be on a little bit of a better direction than he is. So we'll get into that. Um, I want to touch on the, the, the card for Madison Square Garden tonight, um, as well as some news that's starting to come out as far as who might be there and whatnot. And then, I don't know, did you see the uh, story about the Women's Royal Rumble? Yeah, I wonder where yeah. Joey was working overtime. I think we said that. I think I said that about six <laughs> well, months ago. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, you know, so just hang on one sec and. That's a good idea. Yeah, you know what? I like that idea. It's, it's, that Royal Rumble. You know, they did Hell in the Cell. They did Money in the Bank. Might as well do a Royal Rumble. You know, for women. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay, hang on a second. Hi, enjoy your show. Uh-huh. That's our hype guy. Hype guy, <laughs> there hype. we go. Yep. Is he going to the show tonight with you? I am. No, he's not coming tonight with me. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, that's neat. It's a good card. It's a good card, but yeah, it's like a house Yeah, it's loaded. Card, you know? that, no, that, that, I'll loaded. be honest with you. 
I'll be honest with you, like, like my my other son's going to be born on August 11th. It's scheduled C-section. So I'm not going to be able to go to TakeOver. I'm not going to be able to go to SummerSlam. I'm not going to be able to go to Raw. I'm not going to be able to go to SmackDown at the Barclays. And then I saw this, and I was like, eh, all right, maybe, you know, because God knows when too, they're going to be. 20, what did you say, 26 bucks? I would, you know. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, you know, when is, when, let me see what this is, and when are they going to come back? And then little by little, they started doing the card. And, of course, they led with Roman Bray, and I was just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Mm. Rollins, Joe, uh, okay, you know. and But then they added AJ and Owens on, and I was like, okay, now you got my attention. Yeah. Then they added the Hardys, and I was like, okay, if there's a way, I'm – Without a doubt, I'm, I'm going to really try my damnedest to go. Then, to be honest with you, they added Nakamura on, and I was like, all right, I'm there. <laughs> you know, I'm just that, worried about guys from Raw go, doing their show tonight where you got a pay-per-view in a couple days. It's going to be, I'll bet you, and mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know later tonight, tomorrow, I'm willing to bet you for the guys that are in big positions for that pay-per-view, like Miz and Ambrose, because they're working each other tonight, the mm-hmm. Hardy, Sheamus, Cesaro, Joe, Rollins, Roman, Bray, uh, Neville's facing Cedric Alexander. I'll bet you those guys, I'll bet you you don't see craziness in that. You'll, you'll get your, Yeah, you'll, you'll get AJ and Owens maybe going 18 minutes, whereas uh, Joe Rollins barely cracks like a five nine. And I'm going to bet you, you'll see yeah. some sort of like, Clusterfuck intertwining of the two, of the two big matches. Mm. Um, plus, the, now there's a report that Braun's in New York. Oh boy. Yeah. So he's chasing. You know, they're going to tape a segment. He's chasing him through the subway. I'm not finished with you yet. <laughs> you know, you you could see a, maybe they do something where, um, what you call it, where you know maybe Braun comes out and you just get like some wild. You know, some wildness, and yeah, yeah and, and you know, they're gonna have the balls to have Roman stand tall in New York City. Oh boy! And that show, it's you know, you might be. They won't do it, but okay. You know what? On. Yeah, I can't wait for Sunday. They won't because... do it, but you're better off having Joe Rollins in that show. I can't wait for Sunday. Yeah, we'll look at that, Chris. You there? Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, dude? Okay, yeah, we're just talking about, uh, and I guess this is what we'll start with. Uh, talking about the Garden Show tonight. Uh, I'm going to that show. Uh, it's being dubbed the Super Show, which they haven't done in a while. Uh, the card, real quick, from top to bottom, is uh, R-Truth versus Goldust. Um, you got Cedric Alexander against Neville. That was that was originally supposed to be Austin Aries. They put Cedric in that spot. Uh, you've got a six-woman uh, tag. You've got uh, Alexa, Nia, and Alicia Fox against Mickey, Sasha, and Bailey. It's Bailey's MSG debut. You got Finn Balor against Carl Anderson. You got Nakamura Ziggler. You got Miz Ambrose. You got the Hardys against Sheamus Cesaro. You got AJ Owens, Rollins, Joe, Joe's MSG debut. Uh, it's also Balor and Nakamura's MSG debuts, and Reigns and Wyatt. So, and 
there's a report that Braun's in New York City. So. Oh, you gotta remember too. You gotta remember too, John. It's the anniversary of the NWO. Hogan. So oh, we were gonna get to that. Hogan Hall and We were gonna get to that. Don't don't tonight. worry about that. We, we were gonna get to that. <laughs> what 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 really has me upset and not upset, but just a little disappointed is usually, and I know you can't do it with Joe because of Lesnar, but they usually a show this close to the pay-per-view would be these guys doing dry runs with each other. And especially mm. with especially with Rollins and Joe, and I'm even surprised Tazawa's not on this. I, I don't know. I've, I read house show reports. These guys have not worked each other leading up to it, and you know, I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why sometimes when these matches on these, you know, these big roars or these pay-per-views happen, sometimes they're a little flat because they they don't have the time to work the clinks out with each other. You know, another thing that's glaringly missing from this is Big Cass and Enzo. I thought for sure, you know, you'd get that. Unless they're sending some of these Raw guys to the Smack. I don't know where the SmackDown show is tonight just to kind of fill the gap of Nakamura, Ziggler, Owens, and AJ. I don't know that, but I'm just a little surprised they're not dry running this, and I feel like they, they've gotten away from that. And that's why some of these, you know, pay-per-views, some of these matches that when you see them, like, wow, this should be really good, you know, the first time out, they're flat. <laughs> yeah. I heard Tazawa was supposed to be in that MSG show, but he was eating at a Benihana's last night. He forgot his wallet, so he got stuck working. Like a double shift. I don't know. <laughs> Chris, anything to add on the house show stuff? No. Got some bad news on Joe, though. Oh, boy. What? Um, sorry. I'm drinking apple juice. It's really tasty. Sorry. Ah, that's better. Um, The, uh, the betting odds. Yes. Last night. Well, actually, no. It was um, Wednesday, like three, like two, three a.m., something like that. And um, the betting odds are overwhelmingly in um, Brock's favor. I'm not. I, I'm not yeah. into the whole betting thing. I've, I've known about it for about three, four years, and I know a lot of casual fans are like, "Oh, people bet on this." Yeah, I know betting's stupid, but to any listeners out there, um, the little betting odds thing—they're not just. Um, the people that are betting, they're not regular people or fans that follow. It's usually like actual insiders in the business that participate in these betting odds. And so the reason why these odds are taken so seriously is because the people that are betting, they have people inside. I remember, uh, what show was it? I remember what it was. That time when Sasha beat Charlotte, I think on a Raw and I think they had a match at SummerSlam or some pay-per-view last year. Yep. And, like, I think, like, an hour before showtime, it was like the odds shifted drastically in Charlotte's favor. Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, ah, fans, you guys are just overanalyzing. And then Charlotte beat Sasha. Like, that right there. And then with proof. Orton with the Rumble, all of a sudden, right. I, I, it was Taker, it was Roman, it was, I think it was Braun at one point, and then, like, that Thursday or Friday, yeah, Orton, like, shot up, like, yeah, those betting things yeah. really do spoil stuff. They're, so to any yeah. listeners out there, if you don't want to get spoiled, if you're on Facebook or any website, if you see anything about, like, if you see, like, one of those things that's like, 
huge odd score change. Like, don't click on it. But uh, yeah. yeah, I saw it, I saw it this morning. I think it was like four or three, four four a.m., five a.m. I got up and I saw it in my feed because I'm part of the uh, Wrestling Observer Facebook page, and it was mm-hmm. it was saying that the uh, it's like a ninety-four percent, yeah, yeah. From Brock. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that. Um, yeah, I, I, I've seen that. Uh, you know, and what but, you just yeah, said about the house show thing, I kind of really kind of confirms it. Really, I, I have a feeling that we're just going to. Uh, I don't. I don't want to see it, but I have a feeling you're just going to get the usual Lesnar, like. Here, two here's two plus, here's the five. most important thing, and and I mean we could go into Great Balls of Fire right now. Um, to me, I I've made my peace from the start. As much as I've been an advocate for, Joe's going to force them to have a conversation. Chris, you know I've said that since pretty much day one with this match that. Joe's going to at least force them to walk into that building Sunday morning and say, okay, what, what, what exactly are we doing here tonight? And it still could happen. It still could happen Sunday. You know, Vince could wake up Sunday morning and, hey, you know, I thought it was great that, you know, whatever, and next thing you know, Joe's winning the title, you know. But my whole thing is the layout of the match itself, and more importantly, what does Joe do Monday night? Because if Joe comes out Monday night and uh, chokes out Kalisto, that does nothing. Then it just shows yep. that literally Joe is going to be just another guy. That they, yep. that they are sticking to their guns that, okay, we're going to give three, three or four guys shots against Brock, but literally once they get their shot, that's it. If Joe comes out Monday and chokes out Roman or Balor, or Rollins, or, you know, someone on that level, then I think it's a little more obvious that, okay, yes, he lost, but you know what? He's not going anywhere. What do you think, Nate? I don't think I've ever asked your opinion of it. Oh, did uh, Nate get kidnapped by the ninjas? No. No. He's still showing on. Okay, maybe he just left the room for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, um, that that's the important thing, is is how he comes out Monday night, you know, because you know that that's the key, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of made I, I I mean, don't get me wrong, I I would lose my shit Sunday night. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, for all we know, we could yeah. get another last minute change. It's happened before. Exactly. Exactly. But assuming that doesn't happen, I'm okay with Joe losing. Like I said, it's how he loses. And I I think the match is going to be – I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be hard-hitting. I I don't know if I'll go as far as Jay will with with the fact that, you know, he's calling for a a bloodbath, but – I don't think Lesnar would mind. He wouldn't mind bleeding No, no, not that he would, but – but they're not gonna. They're not gonna. I. I don't think they're not gonna allow that to happen. But I, I could see it being twenty, twenty-five minutes, really back and forth, and then unfortunately oh, no. you get it's like it's not gonna be. That, it's not gonna be that, that long. ninety. That ninety seconds of, you know, actually, suplex, no, suplex, suplex. Since F5. you're talking about it, let me. I'm curious now. Since you're. You keep talking. I'm going to look up some information now. I need to see Lesnar's longest match since he's come back. 
Because I know on average his matches do not go any longer than seven minutes. If I had to guess real quick, are you talking since 2012? Yeah. I need to look that up. I'm going to guess. It's probably going to be one of two matches. It's either going to be the Punk match or the the Cena-Rollins triple threat. If I had to guess, I think it's going to be one of those two. Off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate, Nate, did you get back or? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, Justin was okay. calling me. He didn't have the pin. I was like, I had to get the okay. pin number. Yeah, I'm back. Okay. Um, yeah, so Chris was saying. What about um, that Extreme Rules about... match that they had? Cena and Lesnar. That was a pretty long match, it seemed like. I'm trying to think. Okay, WrestleMania. Here's some WrestleMania numbers right maybe? here. Here's Hi, some numbers. Hi. All right, so WrestleMania 29 with Triple H was. Triple H. 23 minutes, 58 seconds. And his match, okay. And his match with the Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 was 25 minutes 12 seconds. But okay. uh, I need to find the numbers after he beat Taker because after he beat Taker was when they did the whole suplex, suplex. Look, no, look actually, the, no. I'm telling you, look for the triple threat. It, that's going to be the match. Look for the triple threat because it's not. Oh, let's look at what, what he's that, done. Was that 2015? The 20, yeah, the 2015 Rumble. Because right, it's not going to be let's let's just do it. It's not going to be the match against. It's not going to be either match against Cena, either okay. at SummerSlam or the, the one at 2015 was 22 minutes and 42 seconds. Okay. 20, gonna, 22. Wait. 22, 22 minutes, minutes and 42 seconds. Which that was match the is that? Threat. That's the Royal wow, Rumble one. Okay. The triple threat. Let me okay. look up the CM Punk one. That was SummerSlam 2013. 13. Okay. Let me see. Uh, what was that? In much uh, 2013. That was 25 minutes, 17 seconds. Wow, that was longer than I so remember it's... going. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's, so it's Punk and Taker. So it's Punk, Taker, Triple H, and the Triple Threat. Hmm. But since, More or less. since, but but pretty much post post Mania 31, his matches have not been long. His live event matches have not been long. His network special matches have not been long. His matches with Ambrose how and Orton were How long, just out of curiosity, how, out of curiosity, how long did he go with Roman? You mean at 31? Yeah. That match was like, I mean, let me look it up right now. now. I know it wasn't any longer than 15 minutes. It was, I mean, it had a lot of action for what it had. Let me look that up. Maybe that's, that's, what, I'm, maybe that's what I'm getting tricked by. Okay, I, I got like, it. That one was, okay, the actual match itself between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar was about 15 minutes. When you add in the cash-in with Seth Rollins, it adds it up to a 16 minutes and 43 seconds. Wow. Okay. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was just, it was boom, boom, boom that it, it seems louder. It because seems because <laughs> after the Rollins, after Mania 31, that was when the whole Suplex City stuff started. And since right. then, every match he's had has not gone were, longer what, well, than what like. About, hang on. I, okay. What about the Rollins match at Battleground and the Taker match at with SummerSlam? With the Hell in a Cell? SummerSlam? No, not Hell in a Cell. SummerSlam. That was 2015, right? 15, yeah. All right. Which is like fun. Just looking up stuff. Let's see. That was. Hey, hey John. John, I got a question. Yeah. You, you, know, you remember that match that Lesnar turned purple? <laughs> I yeah, can't I remember. What match? It was, was a that? match he turned purple. 
I'm trying to think what match it was. <sighs> SummerSlam or something, or against Cena, or fucking, it was like two years ago. It was a match. It was like freaking Was that the rematch? Was, was that, that the rematch with the Undertaker match? Oh, it might have been the Undertaker one. Yeah, yeah, that could have been it. Undertaker was I think that was the match with Taker. Yeah. Okay, uh, here's the SummerSlam number. The SummerSlam match was 17 minutes and 50 seconds. Okay. So now I'm going to look up his uh, his actual times. Let me look up the uh, Ambrose time. Oh, that, that, was, that was garbage. If that's, if that's 12, that's a lot. Yeah, that was garbage. Let me see how long, because I know that match was not long. I only see, like that 10 was minutes. 13 minutes 13? and 6 seconds. Wow. Okay. I thought and I had. Let me look up the uh, SummerSlam with uh, Orton. That one was not long. Because I remember when they, that one was about to go over. Well, not over because it's on the network anymore. But mm-hmm. let me see. That was uh, that was 11 minutes, 45 seconds. Yeah. It might have just started late. Because yeah, that's what they do the, sometimes with the network. They, they'll, they'll roll those guys out at like 5 to five to 11 and then. You don't, re- you know, you see like eleven thirteen, and you're like, oh my god, it must have went thirty five minutes. Then you realize the, they came the out Goldberg like two minutes. Match, and then the Goldberg match at Mania was about five minutes. And uh, since the suplex thing has started, uh, since you know when he appears at live right, so he has to wrestle, hit, he, he's barely hit north of twenty since suplex. Right. Thing. He's right, been right, that 16, 17 and, and, range. And, and and every time he has a live event match, like whether it was with it's Rusev quick. or Sheamus or Dario, yeah, it's, it's no quick. longer than five it's minutes. Quick. Yeah. So, I mean, what they really want to do, what what I like about Lesnar, though, like I appreciate the realism of it. Like that was one of the I, I, people thought that I was being sarcastic when I said that Goldberg and Brock was the best match of the card at WrestleMania. Like I was being serious because I thought the match is what it should be when you have two monsters fighting yeah. each other because that's what it's yeah. like in the UFC when you get two big dudes because two big dudes fighting yep. each other in UFC it never goes long. It's going to end like in the first round or it's going to go to the second round and someone's going to get gassed out and they're going to tap out. I'll get yeah. knocked out. So I've always Goldberg appreciated Lesner the realism. Needed, the only thing Goldberg Lesnar needed was for all that, and I get Goldberg's on his way out, and Goldberg's not really a WWE guy, so there probably was no need to protect him. But mm-hmm. after realistically, what was the equivalent of 13 years? All it took was one F5. That was it. Yeah, yeah. That was the only thing I didn't like. You know, I, I, you know, it, he well, should have hit him with I see what you're saying, but you got to realize he went for the spear and, like, he hit his head on the, on the ring post. Yeah, no, and, and then I, he I, got I get that. It was, it was built up. No, yeah, it was built up really good. Like, the, the, yeah, only really criticism I the, yeah, the only criticism then, I had the match was I thought Goldberg was kind of stiff with the selling. <laughs> you know, like, he was very stiff with the selling. Yeah, I remember, you know like, what? When, and I, I, I said this to you going into it. How? When was the last time Goldberg was actually asked to sell anything? I said that to you that that was gonna be that was gonna be a big factor in that match was a Goldberg's actually, ability to sell. Actually, actually, you know this is a serious question, Nate. You might know the answer to this. Was that Goldberg's like only actual legit loss? Yeah. No. Oh, it was a clean no. loss. Yeah. Oh, no. who's clean new? He they he lost he lost to Steiner clean at Fall Brawl. Okay. And he lost on a couple of nitros. He lost to Booker clean on a nitro. No shenanigans. When... No nothing. No, okay. no shenanigans. It was, did, did, he it ever, was... did he ever lose in WWE clean? I can't recall oh, him WWE ever losing clean. in WWE no, clean. So. Yeah. No, he lost. He lost. He only lost 
one twice in WWE at SummerSlam in the no, chamber. That right. And that wasn't clean. And when he dropped the belt at that Armageddon, I mean, do you, do you want to say that maybe was clean? <laughs> Who did he drop it technically, to? That was that triple threat with Kane and Triple H. And Kane chokeslammed Goldberg. Evolution pulled Kane out of the ring, and Triple H ran in and pinned Goldberg. Okay. So the Lesnar loss was his only clean loss in WWE. Is that what you're saying? Just wanted to get that clear. Because I don't recall him losing clean to anybody in WWE. Although, although can you really say the triple threat wasn't clean? Well, triple threat is no DQ by definition anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, all right. So, yeah, so we'll call Lesnar the <laughs> the one loss. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, fine. What they could do, probably what they could do, I mean, I, I could see them doing this. Uh, they've established that Joe's that kind of character. I could see Joe attacking Lesnar beforehand, though they've never done that before. They've never had Lesnar attacked beforehand. I could see them doing that. I could see them doing the story of, do you still want to go out there? Do you still want to go out there? And Lesnar says, yeah, he goes out there, and then Joe chokes him out. I could see that. But I could also see the reverse of they do that, and then Brock goes out there and wins, which would make Joe And murders Joe, Joe, yeah. Right, right, yeah, right. I, I, so. you got, I, I, I get it, I like it, but you got to be careful how you do that. Especially yeah. because, you know, like, like I said, is we're still looking at the important thing is it's – it's not about and and Nate Justin will I'll get your guys picks in a in a second. But like I said, it's not about Joe winning the title. I've made my piece that that's not happening. It's all about how Joe comes out of this between the layout of the match and Monday night. If you have him lay out Brock at let's say nine o'clock, whatever he finds Brock. Oh, and and don't get me wrong, coming out of Raw Monday night, that should be the story of the show. The entire night, Joe's looking to get his hands on him. That that would be an epic side story to that entire pay-per-view. But if he lays Brock out and then Brock comes out and just takes everything Joe has and then still suplex, 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 F5, and that's it, that's not a good story for Joe. Nate, what, what, do you, what do you like, you know, um, for Sunday? I like Strowman showing up during that match and uh, laying out Lesnar and uh, Joe. So for triple threat for SummerSlam. There we go. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Undertaker's okay. coming back Sunday to give his revenge on Roman Reigns for talking that shit out of house. That, that would definitely be the – I could see Vince uh, compromising that because he wouldn't want – because as JCD and I have, have said before, they're, they're just too fucking scared to ask Lesnar to take a fall. But at the same time, they just can't shit on Joe either. So Strowman just yeah. coming out there, killing them both, that would be a very safe finish. It would piss off fans, but if it led to like a triple threat – at SummerSlam, we'll be okay. Because you're going to have these fans that are going to be begging for, um, you know, the protection of Joe, the protection of Joe. And fans may take a false finish over Joe eating an F5 and, and getting pinned. Justin, you're, you're there. What, what, do you, what do you like for that on Sunday? I agree with Nate and Chris. I can bet. I didn't. I didn't get any of that. Hey, hey Justin, man, tuck into that drive-through window. <laughs> so, is, is it just is it just on my end, or did you guys no, hear him? Or his, his, he's getting a bad. He's in the boonies. 
Oh, in Connecticut. Oh. Yeah, he's in a wooded okay. area. Okay. I, I, I hear something. You sound like an intercom at Wendy's. I got nothing. I'll take a frosty. I, got, <laughs> I got nothing on that. That's why I use a landline when I do my shows. I can't trust the cell phone. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, he can call back in. I mean, yeah. it goes outside. Or yeah. It's raining, so I don't know, too. That that doesn't help with the rain. Okay, yeah, we got plans with it earlier this morning. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't get anything. I, I, yeah, I didn't get anything from Justin, uh, unfortunately. Um, all right, so I think the one thing we're all going to be in agreement on, the ambulance match, I'm going Braun. Yeah, I'm going yeah. Braun. I'm going Braun. Mm-hmm, yeah. I'm going with. I'm going. With Undertaker's going to be in the in the ambulance. Uh, that, uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> no, honestly, you got to think about Great Balls of Fire. Well, actually, it was supposed to be Bad Blood. It was originally supposed to be in Hartford, Connecticut. They advertised it when I was there for the SmackDown, and they changed He's it to Dallas, Texas. Like, why? I mean, let's things coming He's back. I don't Taker know. a lot more. Is Sting coming I, I, back? You never know. You know. What got me was the uh, what got me was when they did like the live event. I think they were like in Singapore, and then Roman yes. just randomly called out Taker for no reason, and I was like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, he knows he knows where I am or something. If if he yeah yeah was, yeah something like random. that. Like if, if if he knows where to find me or something. They're in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'll take Sting, I, I, I'll I take could, Sting and Taker showing up on Sunday. The fucking push Roman shit in. I'll take both of them. Yeah, and I'm, I'm paying very close attention to this Cena, not this Cena free agent stuff, too. He can he can appear wherever he wants, so I'm we'll, still... We'll get to that. I, I, I want to get into that promo. We'll get into that in, in a minute. I want to get into that promo and the problems that I had with it, to be honest with you, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt. I could care less. Filler. <sighs> You got this one. By the way, wait, before you go, wasn't Bray feuding with Finn? What God, this show is so yeah. bad. Yeah. Bray was feuding with Bray was feuding with Finn and then Finn got the concussion. So they got nervous and they took Bray out of that and put him in that quick like mini feud with Reigns. And then I guess Bray's gonna work his way down the shield and <laughs> decided, <laughs> Okay, now I'm gonna go after Rollins. Right. <laughs> he's going to get his berries away down the field. Yeah. The Bray Wyatt character at this point, man, it's like those high school bullies that go to school and it's like, who can I fuck with today? Oh, there's Seth. I'll mm-hmm. fuck with him for, for for a few weeks. What gets me, though, what gets me, though, is I'll never forget that random feud where he feuded with, like, Ryback for, like, two weeks. Like, what the fuck was that? And then it yeah, was over. <laughs> yeah, I don't care about this match. Seriously, though, I, I really don't care. So. I, I, I mean, I got to imagine... From what I hear, they're gonna they're gonna give Rollins a little run in the fall to tie in with the video game. So I mean, I'm I'm oh yeah, I'm get, but I don't know because I feel like, and both shows have this problem. I feel like there's just so much. What the fuck are you gonna do with these guys at SummerSlam? I hate to that, sound like that guy, but I'm sorry, man. Omega's fucking destroying Rollins. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's about the effort, man. You can put effort. The more effort you put into it, the more fans care. What gets me is, like what you said a few weeks ago, JCD, where 
I think you told me you had like an epiphany or a realization. I think it was like the first entrance Jinder had with the uh, title, where he had like the, mm-hmm. the, the the scarf on his head and and the pyro, and then, and you were like, why couldn't they put this like same like push with everybody else? And like they even mm-hmm. gave his 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 I forgot what they called it, but the movie does the little the little phobic mm-hmm. clutch slam whatever. Yeah, like they they've given it a name or whatever. Like yep. Seth Rollins has been using the the V trigger move that Omega uses it and it's like it doesn't even fucking have a name. Like he uses the he uses the move in a match and Michael Cole says, Oh, the knee like no, like you you gotta have a name. Like you don't even have a name. Like you don't know what your character is. Your finisher doesn't have a name. Your matches are just and then the and it's like everything Rollins does, Omega does in New Japan, but Omega has like one hundred percent creative freedom. So it's just like holy fuck! Like he's just being fucking destroyed right now. Like, I'm like I'm not even that much of a Rollins fan, but it's like I look at him and I'm like, if this dude was in New Japan, he would just be like so much better because he wouldn't be held back. But Rollins, man, he's fucking lost. But like you said, the game's coming out in the fall, and they got like two, three months to figure something out. But you got to at least give his finisher a name, man. His finisher yeah, doesn't even have, have a name. Just have this guy in. What am I over? What am I over? And what gets me with, with Rollins, especially with the move, it's it's hot right now because of Omega. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised they're letting him do it. Yeah, because it's giving Omega and New Japan more exposure. Yeah, like I'm really surprised they're letting him... Yeah, but it sucks for it. but but it sucks for Rollins because and that's one of the main reasons and and you know JCD knows me really well I pay attention to the little stuff it's not the major stuff that matters in wrestling it's the little it's things the little and things. And, yeah. and that's the biggest issue of Seth Rollins is that this dude is a former WWE champion and he has like he he has still yet to have a consistent I'm finisher I'm going to tell you something I'm going to tell you something and it's not just his finisher I think and I think part of the problem with Rollins is, and this is a bad place to be, I think he lives in fear of the injury. Yeah. I would, too. He do a flip and the thing the is, he's, and, he's, and he's still using his knee for the finisher. What yep. if he hyperextends it one night, like in a house show or a live event? You know, he's literally one injury away from Dolph Ziggler's status because that's what happened to him. He got the concussion right after he won the title, and, they, and Vince was pretty much after that, okay, fuck it. And it never happened again. If Rollins hurts the knee again, if he hurts that knee for a third time, he's going to be like Dolph Ziggler, like a Sami Zayn within the next two years. He'll be like a mid-card, upper-mid-card guy, and they'll use him to transition whatever the top heel is at the time, yep. like a Bray or yep. a Strowman or whatever, and he won't be yep. in the – title push if he hurts and i don't want anyone to get injured but if he hurts no. that knee again that's it he's not getting a push uh, and, again and, at least not that, on raw that's where that's where you know i mean i get the whole balls to the wall you know the injury doesn't change who you are this and that i i get that in his case because i don't mm-hmm. want to seem like a hypocrite with my daniel bryan feelings. But, like, in his case, I, I get it. I, I, I do. You know what? I'm going to come back. I'm, I'm going to come back faster than ever. You know, all that stuff. If that's going to be your mentality, you know, and, and listen, I, I get it. You know, two years ago changed my perspective on a lot of things. I get it. You, you know, you land the wrong way. 
you know, especially with what almost happened with him with WrestleMania this year, I get it. But if that's the case, and that's fine, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're scared that the next thing you do with your knee could, could blow your knee out again, then you need to come up with something. And somebody needs to get with him to say, okay, what can we come up with, you know, maybe as a little bit of a, you know, let's integrate a new move set, whatever. But especially for the finisher, what can we come up with that's going to be effective, is going to fit who you are, and is going to put you at ease about about the name? I've gone through that, his matches in Ring of Honor and uh, FCW and NXT. Uh, some fans are saying he should use the Phoenix Splash. It's an amazing move, but it's not a move you should use every match, just like how AJ no. Styles didn't use the spiral tap every match yep. in the old NWA TNA days. Um, you can't use the curb stomp anymore. Uh, he can't use the pedigree anymore. And because of Omega, his V-trigger is just, it's just not as good as Omega. It's just, it's just yeah. not. And so what yeah. other move could he use? I noticed in FCW he did this one move. I believe it was called the uh, – I think they called it the Avada Kadava, like a Harry Potter reference. It's like where he kicked you in the knee, and then, like, he would just kick you in the head. Kind of like that stiff kick that Rio does sometimes. Mm-hmm. That would be a cool finisher. Unfortunately, super kicks mean fuck all in wrestling today. So that probably yeah. wouldn't work. Um, there's another move I heard that he could use. Uh, I think Kushida does it sometimes. It's like a, I think it's called a fisherman buster. It's like where they position oh, you yeah, like you're gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you're gonna you're gonna do like a perfect flex. About. Yeah, that's yeah. a good looking move. He could do that. That looks yep. like a good move. Maybe he can try yeah. that. You know, yeah, I'm he, just trying he, to think of some ideas to help him. You know, yeah, he he's got that look, and he's got that look like he's still, you know. Is this gonna be it? He's got that look, and yeah. you know, I, yeah, that's a rough place to be. But you know, getting back to the whole match with Wyatt and SummerSlam and this and that, I, I could see this having a fucked finish because I could see them doing it again at SummerSlam. So uh, yeah, I know Chris, you said you don't care, Nate. Do you, what do, uh, you I got think, anything uh, on? Oh, uh, I think Seth Rollins will reunite with his dad, Kurt, Kurt Russell, and. Film uh, escape from the mid card. <laughs> escape, escape from the mid, escape from the mid card part. Three. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Bray's so, done. Bray, Bray's so done. He's so irrelevant they're, anymore. They're both done. It, it, so. it just sucks. It's well, no, no, no. I don't think Rollins is done. done. I, I, you know, but yeah, Bray. Unless something drastic happens, yeah, Bray is. Yeah. Bray is done, but. Uh, what, what, about, what about his brother? What about freaking Bo Dallas? He's got a dark man. look. He's got both, a dark look. Problem is they just put him with Miz. Both Bo no, and that, Bray both have turned on Miz. You never both, know. Both Bray, Bo Miz, and Bray you know? have have said you know? in numerous interviews that they they're open to, do to it. it. Yeah. And WWE's yeah. just like I don't know what it is. Like it's, it might be a Vince thing. Because I've noticed this about Vince. He seems to just not like, I guess, the Uso. Well, you know what? <laughs> this goes back to JCD's hatred to The Rock because the Usos are related to The Rock. They're cousins. But it's like when it comes to real-life family, WWE, I've noticed, they just stay away from it. Like Cody and Goldust, they were pitching for a match at WrestleMania, and Vince for was like, no. Time. No. You know, they, were, they were pitching that match for like two years, and Vince and, was like, and, fuck and off. And let me tell you something about Vince. Knowing how Vince is, Vince is still bitter about Daniel Bryan. So 
in Vince's mind, no, fuck you. I gave you what you wanted once. You're not getting it again. Like you're right. not getting. I'm, and I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm not even just talking about like something as simple as Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. That's that's it. Unfortunately, we ruined it with the, with WrestleMania 30. I mean, no one could predict what was going to happen to Brian with his health and everything. But the fact that that went south, that's it. That was the one time. Okay, you know what? I want to do this, but you know what? You people want this so bad, I'll give it to you. And it, you know, again, nobody's fault. You can't control injuries. You can't control the father dying. You know, it it was actually their fault that they didn't book it the right way, knowing he was getting married a week later. You know, but in Vince's mind, I gave it to you once. Look what happened. Fuck you. I never do that again. Mm. What other matches are on this card? Uh, We got the Hardys against... Sheamus and Cesaro in an Iron Team match. Neat. Sheamus is leaving to go film a movie. I don't see any reason why the Hardys do not pick up the belts. And oh. you know, uh, is this thirty minutes, sixty minutes, thirty minutes Iron Man match? Thirty. They'll probably go oh, okay. thirty-five. I guarantee it's gonna be like tied or something. I can see it being. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that. Better. I can see it being tied, and then the Hardys you know, will give you five like more last, minutes, like minute or two to tie it up or something, you know, and then to go to overtime. That's cool. I don't have much negative to say. I've I've enjoyed their matches, you know, the whatever combination it is, whether it was, you know, Matt against Sheamus or Jeff against Cesaro or whoever. They all had here's my question. Matches, so. Here, here's my question more so about it. With Sheamus going to film the movie, do you have Cesaro turn on Sheamus? No, I don't think so. They got a nice thing going just, on. You just, yeah, but no, Sheamus is going to be gone for like a month. I think you just have to, you just either take Cesaro off TV or you just have him be a singles guy for a bit. Singles guy you know? for a little bit and then have him with Titus O'Neil for a little bit. You know what the hell? Fucking give Titus yeah. enough to do. I really mm-hmm. like the you know I really like the Titus brand. You know he's trying I, I to make it work. I was just gonna say that it's starting to grow. <laughs> yeah. Mhm. It is. It's, I, it's, I appreciate it. It's very old school. It's, it's really like I see what he's. It's, it's unfortunate too because the next move though he's got to show up on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. They, that, it's really old school, and it's really showing me that, unfortunately, there's just a huge generation gap of fans because, unfortunately, like these past, like, 10 to 15 years in WWE, managers are just, like, real managers are just, they're dead. And what Titus O'Neil's doing is very reminiscent of, like, the Heenan mm-hmm. family or Pauly Dangerous Alliance or, like, how Jimmy Hart yep. would, like, manage, like, three different people. Like, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to go yeah. back to that, like... I have different clients, like he's, you know. So I give Titus credit; he's trying to make it work. The fans are responding to it. You know what I'm actually enjoying that I I didn't expect? They haven't turned Apollo. Like I thought, I really thought they Mm -hmm. were going to. I thought this was going to end with, okay, Apollo's going to end up, you know, like as a heel, and you know, okay, whatever. But you know what? They haven't, you know, and they really, and and to his credit, this is this is. And and this is WWE's fault. He looked. He actually looked like he belonged in that spot with Braun Monday Night. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I would do. I, I, I would. I would go one step ahead of what you just said. So he's representing a cruiserweight. He's representing. Uh, uh, I guess. Uh, yeah, I can call Apollo a mid card guy. Yeah. yeah, he's representing. He's have representing Cesaro. Next across the board. Yeah, the next person I'd have him represent is have him represent a female. Um, just be-
just so you can show that the Titus brand is not just for men, it's for women too. And right. I'd probably have them represent a female, and then after that, have them go to SmackDown and have a like and, a. And and hey, right. don't worry about you guys on SmackDown. I'll, I'll I'm willing to help you guys out too. You know, like something like that. You can, like the Titus you can even go yeah. all the way with this. You could even like. You could even book this far out to like Survivor Series. NXT. <laughs> oh, right. I'd even have them, I'd even have them go down to NXT and be like, listen, you know what? I'm helping these guys. And look, you know, Tazawa and and Apollo Cruz used to be down here. You know, let me help you be prepared for. You know. He kind of he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh. You guys remember that that weird period in TNA where like Kevin Nash was doing the paparazzi shit with the X Division yes. dudes. Yeah. It yes. was weird, but then over time, like, it worked, and it got, like, all the X Division guys over. I feel like this could work, but they got to put effort into it, and fans got to mm-hmm. react. But, but they're then, definitely reacting. Of course, it pays off where these guys realize Titus isn't doing anything for them, and he's out to screw them, whatever. And you know what, Titus? You pay to see certain guys get theirs, and Titus, the way Titus portrays that character, eventually you'll want to see him get his ass kicked. <laughs> you know? So, But I think you had a question about the Hardys or something? No, just the, just the tag match. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, since um, Seamus is leaving, I guess the Hardys will go over here. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, any anything different on the tag match? Oh, no, I was thinking maybe Cesar and Seamus were going to retain, but since he's filming a movie, yeah, that's fine. You know, hardest yeah. title. That's cool. And, Ma- and Matt's teasing stuff with the revival. Um, Fuck yeah. the revival. No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Like he actually was like, "Oh, I've been like the." He tweeted something. I think he was watching their match on main event, and he was like, "I'm always scouting, you know, potential opponents." And it was the revival match. Oh. Um, After they have many of last incidents, is breaking up all the tag teams. But anyway. <sighs> The rival will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else? Uh. You got Miz and Ambrose. Jesus Christ! I, this I don't is another see, match I don't yeah, care about. I, I don't. I don't, see, I don't see any reason why Miz would lose the title here. Yeah. Um, this this match guys, really shows you how useless the shakeup was. You drafted these dudes off of SmackDown to continue a feud that we've been seeing for like nearly a year. Like holy fuck. Yeah. The only thing I want to see in this match is, like, Maurice tries to do something, Ambrose fucking Renee Young comes down, we get a cat fight. You know, I want Joey Styles. Cat fight! That'd be cool. They've had more than enough chances to do that. I I gotta be honest with you. I I think even the ship has sailed, and Renee Young has said she's down to, you know, she'll do more or less whatever, but if you add that aspect to it now, it almost seems as if you're just you're just looking for different ways to drag this out. Yeah, so yeah. Many guys yeah. On, so many guys on Raw are just drifting. Speaking of which, Balor and, and, and the Drifter is not even a match, right? Nope. No. Which, which scares me that that's going to be on SummerSlam. <laughs> Probably will be. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, uh, Enzo Moore, big cast. I don't even think that match is going to happen. I think somehow Moore is going to get attacked or hurt, and then uh, Big Show is going to get slapped. Yeah. You know. Save it for SummerSlam. You know? I could see yeah. That. The one thing I will Some say, though, the one, the one thing I, I will say, mm-hmm. I think that everything will work out. But big, big cast has to be careful. Um, he's got to. I mean, he's from what I've seen, he, he's okay, but he's he's got to get good enough to the point where he can be on the mic and hold his own 
because even though Enzo's got awful in the ring, his promos are just eating Big Cass alive. So when this is over, Big Cass needs to be he needs to be able to talk is what I'm trying to say. And he hasn't given me the impression he can't talk because the few times he does talk, he seems to be okay. He doesn't talk long, but from what he says, he he does all right. But he needs to as long as he can talk, he'll be fine. But what I'm trying to say is if if he can't talk that well, this push won't it won't go well for him. That's all I can say. He's got to make sure he doesn't get overshadowed on the mic. Yeah, Cass, I almost think if anybody's got to somehow find a way to end up on SmackDown, it's him, because the yeah. obvious would be to put him back with Carmella, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, right off Ellsworth. Yep. Yeah. Power bomb him. Yeah. Oh, maybe we you know, Diesel and, 3.0 with Big Cass. You never know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy cool. You know. I can, I can oh, see that, though. I can see this match not happening. So some angle or something. Yeah, fun. Something happens. Yeah. He slips in the shower and falls down the stairs. I don't know. Fuck, whatever. Angle <laughs> laid out. Yeah. Right back. Fucking takes his. He bullies him. Right back comes one night to bully you know, him. Actually, you know what I could see happening? You know what I could see happening because you got you gotta. And I thought they would have done it this Monday night. Although I have no problems with the Enzo promo. You've got to showcase Cass in a one-on-one. Environment. I, I I know they did last year for a little bit when Enzo had the concussion, but that's not what we're talking about here. I could see it being a case where Cass comes out for the match, Enzo's shown laid out, Cass thinks he's going to leave, and Big Show comes out. I I could see that. Mm-hmm. And and they and then they do Cass Big Show. And then Enzo cast for SummerSlam. I, yeah. I can totally see that. That's what I'm going with. And then they yeah. shake up, and then we get, you know, Ellsworth gets power bombed out of the fucking thing, and he's back with Carmella. There we go. Although, I don't know if you guys have seen this. I saw this like two weeks ago. I haven't seen it since, but there's actually people that are saying that they'll just end up coming back full circle and end up being with each other. Uh, yeah. Well, they need to, because like I said, Vince is no offense, but as like a, breaking as up as so like many times. a heel team that they that they would turn around and actually turn end up turning Enzo heel. And they could do that, but the problem yeah. is, is Vince is breaking up so many teams. It's getting to the point where it's not it's not it's starting to mean less now. So yeah, there's hardly any teams. Like you know, this is why this is we I talked about it all the time with with JCD. Like this is why there's yet to be that really big tag team acquisition for NXT because these dudes, if you're if you're the Briscoes or the Young Bucks or whoever, you're looking at this and you're like, what's the upside? You're breaking up all these teams. Like, what the fuck, dude? I'm trying to uh, think. Was, was there ever a tag team? Like, back in the day, they hated each other, but they teamed because they made a good team that won the tag belts. I'm trying to think, like, two guys that didn't like each other that teamed up just for the better they of the They used to do that all the time. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Maybe they could do you, something you, like you that with no them. Clue. You have no yeah, clue how confused that's the problem, Nate, is that they'll, they keep putting together these makeshift teams at the expense of an Enzo and Cass, potentially yeah. an Alpha, um, or even a Vord villain, you know. Like that's another one. Teams. That's another one. Like they got Jack well, he Hale got... working singles matches now. So that's another team you just yeah. broke up. Like, what the fuck? You just broke up another yeah. team. You know, like, that's another they'll one. break up American Alpha, but they'll push. And this is not a knock on the guys, but it's just you got to look at what they are. But Breeze Dango gets a push. Two singles guys who were doing nothing 
you know, right. but yet you're breaking up probably technically the best tag team you have on the roster, you know, because, oh, well, we've got five teams on SmackDown. We don't, we don't need an extra one because we've got Breeze Dango. You have the no other idea. Is, the other problem is, and this is the bigger problem on SmackDown. I'm sorry, Chris. I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off there. We have, we'll see what they do with the Hardys six months from now with new teams. The problem is on SmackDown, after everything with the draft and the superstar shakeup, you're still back to the, to the what you call it, to the Usos and New Day. Mm-hmm. And that does not help. I mean, granted, okay, you want to tell me the Usos are technically new with the attitude change, the persona change and all that? And they're hitting it out of the park with that? Okay, I'll give you that. But the fact that this is probably going to end up paying off to New Day of all teams, what what are we doing? Yeah. You, know? you have no clue how many WWE fans, casual fans, were so confused at the uh, New Japan G1 last week when Rapongi Vice broke up on good terms. With a handshake. And when Romero was cutting the promo, everyone thought Trent was going to attack him, and it didn't happen. And so many WWE fans were like, what? Like, there's going to be a swerve, right? Like, maybe there'll be a backstage segment. I was like, nope. It was like the first tag team in years that just broke up on good terms. The only team I even saw that was Rybaxel. It was on fucking Superstars. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, boy. So, you know. It's, yeah. I still got to check out that Young Bucks match from Sunday. I didn't see it yet. I got to go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, then you got Alexa, Sasha. This is Alexa's um, biggest. I can talk about this one for a second. This is Alexa's um, biggest test for me right now. Um, I would even go as far as to say this is her last chance to a lot of uh, criticizers out there. Um like I said, she's a lot like Madison Rain, good character, but really just garbage in the ring. Uh, all her matches with Becky Lynch were the same, kind of had a dacit finish to it. All her matches with Naomi were just there. So Sasha's, I think I could definitely say, you know, what do you want to do, a 1A or a 1B? I think Charlotte and Sasha are the most consistent main roster uh, female talents they have right now in the sense that whoever they have a match with, like, I, I can't say I've really had, I, I cannot say I've seen Sasha have a bad match or Charlotte have a bad match. They they typically make their opponents look good. So if Alexa Bliss, if she goes out there and has a bad match with Sasha, I think that's when fans can really start to say, okay, this chick really is a one maybe, pony. Maybe it wasn't all Bailey. Right, right, you know, because, you know, what pissed me off, and this is what got me, what got me, and I was triggered, was, you know, they're they're totally, like, lost in the shuffle of this horrific women's division is Mickey James. Where do I even start? But they don't, they're, they're criminally, she's criminally being misused. The gimmick she's playing doesn't work. When she was in TNA as the cowgirl, that was more her they're having her continue to play like the goody goody girl character from like seven years ago, which doesn't work. She had like a random match of Alexa Bliss, went like two minutes. Alexa beat her with a punch, a punch to the face. Like, what the fuck? This chick is not good at all. Anyway, though, um, I'm very hopeful 
that Sasha and Alexa can have a good match. And for Alexa's sake, I hope this is a good match because if you go out there and you have a bad match with Sasha, I think that's when you just have to say, okay, you know what, maybe this Alexa chick just really isn't that good. But I think it'll be a good match. Uh, I guess for the um, – this sounds like a really dumb idea, but from what I understand – they want to do Nia Alexa at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. That's that's not really I've a match yeah. most don't want to see. So because of that, they'll have to find some way for Alexa to win. But if Alexa beats Sasha here, it's not going to be clean, of course. It'll be shenanigans, foot on the rope, or holding the tights, Nia. or something. Maybe Nia. Maybe Nia, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so. to like guarantee the title shot or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Where's Nick I, Patrick? Is he still around? Mr. Patrick. He's like the only ref that like legit looks like a crook. I never liked him. <laughs> no, he does. He looks like a guy you see on a composite drawn on a six o'clock news for a bank yeah. robbery. Nick Patrick. <laughs> Jesus. He used to always spell his neck too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, what else, yeah, yeah. Had that neck what thing, else yeah. on this show that matters? I, I believe there's a pre-show match with uh, Neville. Harry Tazawa. Um, I mean, Neville Tazawa. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. I think Neville's retaining. Tazawa's Aries not coming back. Aries. Yeah. yeah. Aries coming back. It'd be a good back. match, though. Um, no, it'd be a good match. It'd be a good match, be yeah, good match. but I think yeah. the bigger thing out of that match is going to be, and you and I talked about it last week, Chris, is does this lead to Tazawa, Titus, you know, and – and like we were talking about last week, the big meaning of that is it's finally a cruiserweight stepping up to face a non-cruiserweight. Well, what I was trying to figure out is is that they're presenting him as a face. Like, if he was really a heel when Strowman beat down Apollo, if he was a heel, then Titus just would have left him there. But he actually went in there and got beat up, too. That's something a face does. So Yeah, it, it's very... I don't want to say weird. It's just it's different. It's, They're it's probably different. just going to look at crowd reactions and see how the crowd's responding to it. I would have agreed with you last week, but after seeing Titus get in there and take a beating for Strowman, that's a face move. That's not a heel thing. You know what I mean? Well, was that more was that more about Titus or was that more about Braun? That's that's the other thing you got to remember too. What mm-hmm. what was you know? And that, I guess that's the the million dollar question. What it is? What was it more about? You know. So, you know, yeah, we'll, I think we'll that's see. But I, I, I think no matter what, I, I don't see Aries losing here, which probably means he will lose here because we all know, i.e., Bailey Charlotte at what was that fast lane? WWE loves to blow their load on a guy one pay per view too early. Yeah. So you know, but I, I'm still gonna take Neville. I, I can't see. No offense to Zawa, but I, I don't see this story with Neville mm. being built up just. For Tazawa just to end it on a pre-show. Yeah, I was saying about Tazawa building him up and have him win because of the New Japan factor. You know, you can't get these. Uh, yeah, WWE that was a, that was a good point. Japan, that that was a good point you made. I don't think Vince is smart yeah. enough to think that far. No, but no, I he's could, too fucking yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, but that that would be that is something they do need to consider for the next year, especially with New Japan's oh, uh, yeah. plans. They need well, to do something to to cater more to that crowd. Wait, but you know what they're gonna do. You know what they're going to do. Dude, stop ruining my movie. I loved Blink Check when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> Who wants a contract? <laughs> Here you go. Hunter, get that one. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. He's going to show up at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> 
with contracts and blank checks. Oh hey, you, come here. You with the eye makeup, come here. <laughs> <laughs> the shopping spree. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what is that? What's your first name? E. What's your last name, Phil? <laughs> yeah, I you liked know? how um, I liked how they <laughs> what, invited. What, what's I, your I, eye? I liked how. Why, why uh, do you keep holding your eye? <laughs> what's the matter with your eye? Why are you I, I, holding I liked, it open, pal? <laughs> I liked how they invited Okada to SmackDown as well. That was that was mm. really funny. So. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so funny. Sure, Okada, you can come to the Skybox. Yeah, let's just watch some good you old fashioned wrestling. Me, me, me and Chris have this belief that sooner or later. <laughs> Hunter's just gonna, yeah, come on in, Okada, and then the door's just gonna lock, and now you can't leave. And yeah, Okada, yeah. Okada will be okay because he's got Nakamura and he's got Finn Balor yeah, and AJ he's, to he's protect got him. The guy, yeah, yeah, the yeah. guy I'm worried about, and I've told this to JCD several times. The guy I'm worried about is God bless his soul. If Kota Ibushi ever comes back to WWE, we're not gonna hear from him again. Vince is gonna hang him uh, upside down like in a shark cage with a shark. And he's gonna like my arm. He's gonna be like Batman, like my arm's getting tired. Sign the fucking contract. Yep. So, yep. Kota Ibushi better not go anywhere near the developmental center. He better not go near a WWE show. Around you. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. And, if I, and, and if I'm Neville, I want I don't want him anywhere near WWE either. So. No. 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 no That'd be no, a great no. match, though. Oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. You know that would be great. All right, so that that's. That's uh, that's great balls of fire, pretty much in a nutshell. Let's see, it's two, it's three o'clock now. All right, we'll end with we'll end with G one in a little bit, because that's gonna be a while. Uh, Chris, did you see the women's Royal Rumble stuff? Supposedly, that came no, out the, this afternoon. The what? Oh, okay. Let's talk about the oh, women's great. Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Oh, 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 that, that. Yes, I, I did see that, and that's not going to work. Um, just just like um, I've said it before, um, I, I see what they're doing, and I respect and appreciate what they're doing. They're, they're trying to, you know, equal opportunity, you know, 2017 or you know, 2018, whatever, you know, equal opportunity, what the men can do, what the women can do, you know. But my opinion remains just like the uh, the female Money in the bank match is they don't have the roster for it to work. Right. That, that, and, uh, that's my only yeah. concern is they they don't have forget about thirty, they don't even have twenty. Yeah. They to just don't. do like a toned down version of it. This is something you know? the, these ideas that that they're suddenly realizing. Oh yeah, we can do this. Like oh yeah, we can do a female ladder match. Oh yeah, we can do a female war room match. As as bad as it was back then, this is something that would have worked in 2010 in 2011 and 2012 when they had the roster to do it. But now they, they don't. Got? Hang, hang on. What do they got? <laughs> let, let, let's look at it for argument's sake. On Raw, you've got Nia, Bliss, Sasha, Bailey, Mickey, Emma, Dana, Fox, and I guess on a stretch, Maurice, so you've got nine on Raw. On then you have down. Paige and Summer Rae that are just MIA forever. What's the deal with Summer Rae? Isn't she cleared? She's injured. I don't know if she's cleared. Okay. I don't know if she's cleared. Uh, but let's say nine. Because let, let, let's assume by January one of them aren't around. 
even if you want to switch Maurice and Summer Rae. So we got nine on Raw, for argument's sake. On SmackDown, you've got Charlotte, Natty, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, Lana. That SmackDown roster is a lot smaller. You've got 15 in total. We could bring some NXT women up there, too, for a little spot fest. Even if you put the May Young winner in, that's That's not enough. Doesn't matter. Oscar would just come in and fuck everybody over. This this (laughs) sounds like an idea that will work in 2019, at which point a good portion of these NXT chicks will be on the main roster. I, I think this is something See, I, we should I would, If you were going to tell me you had 19 without Asuka, then I would say this is the perfect Asuka storyline, that Asuka could turn around, quote-unquote, behind Regal's back, and say, you haven't found me competition, I went out and got my own, and won, and wins the Rumble. Yeah. You know? That's not bad. Um, and so this is just an idea in theory, right? It's not confirmed. No, it's not confirmed. It's just an idea. So yeah, you're 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 short. You're short about two or three, which I mean, like Nate said, you you probably could get if you know in a worst case scenario, you probably could go out and get. You put Nikki or, Cross you know, in there and those two other women down there in NXT. Yeah, you could get you know? like a yeah. <laughs> Because they brought you know, Rusev this, before. He was on NXT for a Royal Rumble. So yeah, like, you could no. give, you could give somebody. Yeah, you you could, you could actually because it's it's yeah that's true. It's close enough that yeah. you know they are uh, they could it's bring yeah. they could bring somebody up and you fill two three spots and yeah. And I you think the what? reason why it's not an official match because they're waiting for our ideas for like how we're gonna script it. You know, so that's how they do. <laughs> Yeah. 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 We book so, it. Yeah. So, th- so that's that. I, I, I would do it only to have Oscar be like, you know, now I'm gonna murder all of you. <laughs> you know, I, I, but I, I would do it like, like that. Whoever like the last two is, like the final person would be like the person that maybe ends her streak or something. You know. She might win the match, but you know, but you know, I don't that, think that she's gonna hold on to the belt that long. By then, she'll have lost finally. I don't see her. I don't think she's gonna lose the belt. I think she's surrendering it. I, I'm, le- I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm leaning that way too. I, I I've, yeah, I, I'm. Telling I mean, you. unless fucking Scott Hall comes with a taser. Unless, for that spot. unless, don't give me idea. I could see what I could see <laughs> doing, and I, I think Those I said women. it to you, Chris. Or I said it to you, Nate. I said it on on. One of these shows is I could see since the live May Young finals are going to be live, I could see Oscar being there and then turning around and challenging the winner of the tournament right then and there that night. Because you know, depending on the day of the week, Oscar's a heel, then she's a face, whatever the case <laughs> is. That's funny. No, 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 no. Like they've actually done a good job of like. Getting her arrogant and frustrated and pissed off at Regal, but still, I have this issue with Nikki Cross. Like they've done a good job of, you know, whatever. But then she, tw- then this week they do the tweets with her on NXT that I'm staying home until you find me somebody. 
you know, um, I could see if they want to really pull the trigger on Asuka and do something for like, okay, now we know what the winner of the Mae Young tournament's going to be. I'd have Asuka in full heel mode, like totally run down the winner. Like, oh, you think that, you know, whatever. You think you're special. You think that, you know, that's competition, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, I'll have Asuka be like, I'll face you tonight for my title. And you have the Mae Young winner beat Asuka on that special. There you go. That's good. I'm, tell, it's, I'm telling you, Ember's going to get murdered in the Barclay Center. Sorry. Sorry, Ember. Nope. I like her finisher. I love that finisher. Yeah, oh. but the pro- the problem is, and goddamn, we've all gone gone through this in so many different ways in this group. They've done nothing to make her seem special outside of that last sequence in that match in Orlando. I've explained this before, and fans are guilty of this as well. And I feel like WWE is guilty of this because I'm not seeing it anywhere else. I'm actually seeing other companies put more effort into characters. And I guess, depending on whether or not you like or hate Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, they are the pioneers that started this. Because of what Punk and Bryan did, they opened the door to a lot of these indie guys getting an opportunity. And so in present-day WWE, the roster is just plagued with all these indie guys. And depending on who you talk to, that's a good thing or it's a bad thing. But what I've noticed, especially right now, a large portion of the roster, they don't really have consistent characters. They really don't. But because they're good in the ring, fans cheer them and give them a pass. And I'm like, well, it's great that you're in the ring, but when wrestling was cool, like in the Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars, it wasn't about the in-ring work. It was about the characters. All the characters, every guy on the roster had like a larger-than-life character. Every female had a larger-than-life character. Like, who is Seth Rollins? Who is Finn Balor? Who is Roman Reigns? Like, all these dudes don't have characters. They're good in the ring, but they don't have any characters. And it's like, it's getting to the point where I feel like fans are, they're guilty of this because you're cheering these people that don't have any characters because you like them from their indie days. And Amber yeah, Moon you, you know is the first does, female that's guilty of this. It presents a realism to it in the sense of, okay, you don't need to be, and I, I, I'm with you a thousand percent on what you're saying, but for some people it's, that guy's no different than than me. He got into a confrontation with this guy. Now they're at odds. That's where the whole lack of character thing, that era of realism that they're trying to play with now, that's what it is. But the problem with Moon, and, and you're 100% right with it, is they presented her as this over-the-top character. Like Peyton Ross and Billy Kay. They're two stuck-up, snotty hot bitches who, yeah, you want to see them get their ass kicked, but you also would fuck the shit out of both of them. Mm. Sorry to be so blunt and direct, but that's who they are. (laughs) Ruby Riot is this hardcore rocker grunge chick that can kick ass. 
Nikki Cross is this batshit crazy chick that is a psychopath and will do whatever she needs to do to get what she wants. Asuka is this ass kicker who's now bored because to her, nobody's on her level. Then you've got Ember Moon. The vignettes were great. The entrance is cool. But who and what the fuck is she? Mm. Oh, but just, check out, but just check out her work in wherever. She was like in Booker T's promotion as Athena or something. Oh, so, yeah, 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 yeah. She's good. Yeah. Yeah. Ember, yeah. Ember Moon, but to it, me, she's, she's in the same category as the Vought villains. I, I remember reading reports... Because I know she was working live events for a while and wasn't yeah. on NXT TV. She was working live and, events for like a year. Right. So she's a person that like the people familiar with her, they know who she is and so they react to her. But like if you're just someone that watches the show, you're you're not seeing that. You're not getting that investment. So you don't know who she is. She's like the VOD villains. She's an act that's going to work in front of that crowd. But then when you put her in front of, like, a regular crowd, they're going to be like, who is she? A friend told me that her gimmick is she's supposed to be a battle goddess. Like, like he he was like, you remember, like, Xena, the the princess warrior? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, so, so she, but, but they've done no job explaining that, you know? Right. Like, how is she a warrior goddess? And her promos are awful, completely awful. Um, her promos, just, I'm going to be honest with you, ever since Orlando, her promos have done her no favors. Yes. Her, like so, that that promo she did when they were taking apart the arena that, that after horrible. takeover. That was horrible. Her her promo when she came out of the doctor's office with her arm in the sling to announce she wasn't going to be in the fatal four way was horrible. That's all you it's need, the, man. All you it's need the same in wrestling. Thing, to be honest with you, you want to know what her coming out of the doctor's office promo was? Just to put it in relation, it was the Roman promo with the yeah, I'll be okay. It's just going to be a few weeks, yeah, my appendix, and, you know, I'll be back soon. I miss you guys. When that promo should have been, yo, Seth Rollins, you put me on the shelf. When I come back, trust me, I'm kicking your fucking ass. Mm. Yeah, that's all you need, man. All you need is a character, and then to Naomi's credit, she found something. That was the one thing yeah. that she lacked. She found this glow thing. Whether you like it or hate it, she found something. And yeah. to her credit, she's even got, like, the little custom glow belt. Very smart on her part because kids are going to fucking buy the shit out of that. Oh, and she's yeah. gonna get She's going to get merch money, and that's going to keep her on top even longer. That's all you need. Yeah. All you need is a fucking gimmick, and she doesn't have it. So what I would do here is I know it would be kind of lazy because they're kind of doing it with Hideo, Itami, but I would have Oscar beat her. Uh, go with your idea of whoever wins the Mae Young Classic. Oscar challenges that person. Um, and then you have Ember be better, and then you turn Ember yep. heel. And then, yep. and then at that point, Asta will be on the main roster, and you know. And you know you what you do? You could have Ember go after the winner of the May Young tournament because they did what she couldn't do. Yeah. You know, you have that, like that mm. resentment. And Nikki, that, um, and, and Nikki's not booed anyway. I mean, even though she's a heel, she's not booed anyway. And then you have so, uh, Nikki, Ruby Riot hear, and Chief's face. From what I hear, Nikki, Ruby, and even the iconic chicks—they, I hear—they all get very good reactions on the road. Yeah, it'll be fine. So. Yeah, yeah. That Nikki, that um, Nikki Cross woman, man. What happened? You're dating her. She told you to get a six pack of beer and you forget. She kicked your fucking ass. <laughs> you know? She'll rip your dick off. What's funny is they had her wrestling up as a face up until pretty much they revealed her insanity. 
Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty much was, her. I think, I, think, I think her name was Nikki Starr. I was looking at yeah. her old work. I was looking at her old matches. Yeah. Where, yeah, she, and she was actually she worked a couple of like six woman matches, six woman tags, where she worked as like a face, and she uh yeah she was working up. She was I I remember one episode actually Sanity attacked somebody in the beginning. This is when they were still in mask, and then she worked a six woman. Later on on the show, and then it was just like, wow, okay, so they revealed her, so, you know, okay, <laughs> you know. Yeah, pretty pretty much Nikki and uh, and Rosemary from, uh, I guess they're Global Force now. Well, Rosemary and Nikki, yeah. those are those two chicks are pretty much, that is appropriately, like, that's what I see as a crazy gimmick, none of that. Which, overrated. which I'll say this about Rosemary, they don't know what they have with her. Looking at how they booked her at that pay-per-view this weekend and looking at what they did with her at the TV tapings. I just found out she does interviews in character. Yes. She's not going to last. She's not going to last there because they're already – they're not positioning her right. I'll leave leave it at that. There is no reason. I think they're doing fine with her. I think just the merger. I think the I think the merger with Global Force Wrestling made it obvious which champion was winning. Because before that, she was pretty it's much not, on top no, all year. No, but it's year. not even that. It's not even that. I'm not going to spoil anything. But I, I saw what they did with the TV at the TV tapings. Yeah, no. And it's it, it. She should be positioned a million times better. A million oh, times. Shit. That's all I'm going to say. Watch Impact the next few weeks, and you'll see what I'm, ta- I'm telling you right now. Well, that's fine. They, she's been positioned they, as their top female for, like, over a year already. So, you know. Yeah, she. I, I got a feeling she's being looked at as an old regime person. Like I said, if you want, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to really delve into spoilers. Yeah, look it up, and, you know, I just, it's a shame because I think she should be the top woman in that division. But when you look at what TNA is doing, and she how has TNA been, will though. Be... That's, that's what you're not mentioning. <laughs> yeah, she, she has was, been the top. Yeah, but she was. The problem is, though, this was the first real event under the new banner. And now you can see the writing might be on the wall. I don't, and I'm not saying, I'm not shitting on her. I think she should be the top knockout in the division. I, I'm that you know, I'm upset about the fact that I read the T V tapings and it's upsetting to see how she's being positioned. You know, mm. she should have been the one that when Alberto's winning the winning the T N A title to unify it, when LAX is winning the all the tag titles to unify them, she should have been the one to hang on to something of the t- of TNA and win and be the one that, you know, well, you know, we got to get you on board with the brand. Not saying that that's what they're doing per se, but, you know, we want to get, you know, on board with everything. She should be the one that, you know, fuck you, I'm on my own. That was the you only real negative I can give the uh, the merger by announcing it before. I think they announced, yeah, they announced it a day before anniversary. Yeah. To me, that made it very apparent that, you know the GFW champions would win. You shouldn't. You should announce you know. that like you know the day of or before. I don't know before the main event or something. But yeah, uh, you know it, it's you know I want her positioned on top. That's 
that's what I'm saying, you know, but, yeah. So, anything else anybody wants to get into before we jump into all this G1 batshit craziness and Kenny You were going to say something about Cena or something. Oh, yeah. You guys saw the Cena promo, right? Chris, you saw it? Mm Mm-hmm. Nate, did you see it? I don't give two shits about Cena. Fuck him. <laughs> okay. I saw right. it, but who gives a shit? I'll, I'll, get to, I'll breeze through this real quick. This screams, I'm coming to bury everybody. Exactly. <laughs> and then... Yep. <sighs> yep. Roman's going to be the guy to stop him, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. He's going to be fucking shit pushed in. <laughs> Notice he mentioned Roman at the very end. He could have said yeah, any name in any order. I know. Let's talk about the big story here, and this is what I said on Nate's show, Inside Wrestling. You, firstly, the pop Rusev got, got right there, okay? That, it's, that, it's like that Batman movie. What was that quote Jim Gordon told his son at the end of The Dark Knight? Like, Daddy, why do you have the Batman? Hero. Uh, right. The hero. We, it's the hero... He's a, he's a, He's we deserve, but not now or something. Right, right. I've said for months now, Rusev is the face that we deserve, but for some reason, Vince feels like we're not ready for him. He's fucking hilarious on social media. He's hilarious on Xavier Woods' YouTube show where they play competitive games, and he calls himself He's great on Rain. Total Divas. Yeah, he's great on Total Divas. Like, he's funny. And when he came Wait, out... Wait, isn't dude, his video name Roman Reigns or something? Yeah, because yeah, he, he never loses. Roman Roman Reigns. He never loses. <laughs> He's fucking hilarious. He, he's great in the ring. And when he came out, holy shit, dude. And watching watching Glow on Netflix has just totally opened my eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. We'll talk about Nate, Nate, did you watch Glow yet? No, I used to watch it when I was a kid. Oh, show. dude, you got to watch it on Netflix. It's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, great. Yeah, man. And ever since I've watched Glow, like, it's, it's totally changed my, uh, my perspective on promos. Because when Rusev was out there, when he was cutting that promo, like, holy he had shit, that crowd. dude. You you could totally see that Rusev was, like, genuinely upset. He doesn't want to play the foreigner character. He's tired of it. Because you, you could see, like, in his promo, his voice was cracking. Because yeah. he was speaking in his regular voice and then going back to his accent voice. And like JCD said on the Total Divas show, like, they talk as themselves. So why the fuck are you even doing this still? Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to He's sound like a negative man. He's got an accent for real, though. He does have a little accent for real. Yeah, man, I'm not trying to sound like a negative Nancy, but I'm sorry. Rusev, if you were to put him in Baron Corbin's spot or if you were to put him in Jinder's spot, Rusev would make you more money. Rusev will give you more – he will give you better life live, – he'll give you better live events attendance. He'll give you better WWE Network buys. Rusev being in the main event makes way more sense than Jinder. It makes way more sense than Baron Corbin. It would have more fans buzzing. There's absolutely no reason at all, no reason yet. For some reason, he's still playing, and now he's going to have a flag match of John Cena. Well, and I, I see some people. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop you right there with the flag match. I'm actually not upset with the flag match because you can kind of, unless they do some hokey spot, you can kind of protect him that way. Cena's not losing his AA. first match back. No, dude. no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But Rusev will not eat an AA, and he will not eat a pin. It's a flag match. You've got to climb and get your flag. Isn't that it? I think that's it, yeah. Grab the flag. No, unless they change the rules. Yeah. Yeah, so 
At least. And like, uh, I don't know, maybe Putin shows up and stops him. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> you know, but yeah, R- Rusev, uh, yeah, that, that you can was see something it, else Tuesday night. You yeah. Can, you can see that he just was not into it at all. So, you yeah. know, so I, I'm tired. I'm tired of, uh, I've said this on Nate's show. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this SmackDown Live land of opportunity bullshit. SmackDown is worse than Raw. I'm on the Raw bandwagon. People shit on Raw, but then people say SmackDown's better. I said this on Nate Show's Inside Wrestling. Raw may have his issues, and Raw does have many. It has many, many issues. It's not perfect by any means. But the one thing I will give Raw, like, okay, for instance, Finn Balor is in a shit feud with the Drifter. Okay, it's filler. We all know that. But Finn Balor's feuding with the Drifter, right? Next Monday or this Monday, you're not going to see the Drifter come out and, like, feed with fucking, I don't know, Keith Slater. Like, no, like, you're going to actually no, finish that matter. feud. It, it matters right. for the Drifter. Right, whereas on SmackDown, it's like a lot of these mid-card guys, shit just gets canceled, and then they're just yeah. taken off TV, and there's no explanation. Like, with Heath Slater and Rhino, you tease them breaking up, mm-hmm. you do a segment on Talking Smack, and then they're a team again like it never happened. Ever since Bray has gone to Raw, Harper and Rowan are not on TV. You take American Alpha off TV for no reason, and now you're having them basically well, break. Har- your, your... Harper called out the company on Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did, I did. You know, he you, said you got Harper and like, He eliminated somebody, and it was like, oh, do you know who eliminated them? Luke Harper. That's something along those lines. Right. Yeah, he, he put know, them to task. SmackDown has a lot of inconsistent shit, and fans are just they're turning a blind eye to it. And no no offense to Baron Corbin, no <laughs> offense to gender, because they seem like real cool dudes in real life, and I've seen them. But I'm sorry, like Rusev, he's going to make you more money. He's going to he's going to do more business. But but yes, yes, Cena was basically burying everybody in the promo, and, and you know. Hey Chris, you just got me triggered again. That blind eye thing. Oh, Bret Hart turned a blind eye. Got that grill monsoon. He turned a blind eye. Oh no! Oh boy! Big yeah, man screws me. Monsoon screws me. HBK Everybody screws me. me. Really? Oh, I watched that. I watched that the other day on the network at Justin's. My gosh, it's so great. And it's still the best finish to a go home for WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right, a good go back, home. Call me back. Let me know. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the garden tonight. All right, let me run. Bye. I'm sorry. Um. Once again. Okay, I just got something very interesting. Oh boy. There's a rumor floating around, and I'm going to try to get some confirmation at the Garden tonight because I know a couple of guys who write for different sites and run different sites who are going to be there. Guess what Anthem's master plan is with the broken gimmick? Mm. I don't know. They're going, to, they're going to try to get WWE to release Paige in exchange oh, who cares? for the gimmick. Take her. No. Fine. Take her. No. No, you don't reward her. No. Why? Who cares? No, you don't reward them. <laughs> you no. Anyways. No, make them wait. Add injury time onto no. her deal, like you did to Rey Mysterio. Look at the guy here. Ah, this Baker. This Baker. I want her being nah. a lifetime movie. Del Rio kills her nah. or something. No, 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 no. I do not let her out at all. In hey, fact, since you brought that up, man. Since you brought that up, I'll transition this into a different topic. Thanks for bringing it up, JCD. Um, I will give Jeff Jarrett, and I'll give Just keep I'll it, hang JFW. on, Chris, before you go there, hang on. Just keep it PG. Don't go rated R like your boy oh, Xavier Woods. Oh, no. 
Oh, my. <laughs> uh, shout-outs to JFW awesome. and uh, shout-outs to Jarrett. When Dario was going into business for himself, they, they played the music, and they they kept getting louder and louder and louder trying to cut him off. You know, so all i got to say is this. This is a situation that I've discussed with JCT a few times. When Dario left the first time, I was on his side because they took away everything that made him work. They took away Ricardo. They took away the car, they took away the pyros, and they turned him face when he clearly was better as a heel. So they took away everything that made him work, and then there's the you know the supposed backstage incident where the racist comment was made, and then he left. And when he left, he went to Ring of Honor, and he went to Lucha on the ground, and he went to AAA. And during that period, he seemed motivated, he seemed happy. So when he left the first time, I was on his side, and I'm like, you know what? He's one of those guys that doesn't need WWE. He'll be all right. Then what a lot of folks don't know was he was going to go to Impact earlier. Triple H gave him a deal, and then Dario turned down the deal. Sometime after that, Vince offered him a second deal, and Dario took that. What's being debated by fans is that they both, meaning that Vince and Triple H offered the same deal, and he just turned down Triple H and accepted Vince's. No, I because heard Triple H offered him less. Right, right, and you the general said, you speculation. Told me that. Right, right, that right, Triple right. Triple H offered him, like, I'll, here, I'll, take it or leave it, and Del Rio told right. him, no, nah, no thanks. Right, and, and the story that I've heard for years now is that, you know, Vince always liked Del Rio, he had a hard on for Del Rio, and that Triple H never cared for Del Rio. So Del Rio took Vince's deal, and if you remember, he beat Cena in the Open Challenge, you know, the U.S. title thing, which was one of the more entertaining things that year. And, um,. He had the second run, and it didn't work out. And so then when he left the second time, when Dario was still being bitter and still being, you know, he's still being a bitch, really. And, like, it's, it's one thing to go to a company once, and it doesn't work out. But if you didn't like it, why did you go back? To go back a second time, to leave a second time, and complain about them when they gave you those opportunities, all those world titles, it just makes you come off as bitter. And so I just want to give credit to Jeff Jarrett and Global Force because when they did those impact tapings recently, you know, he took the he took the mic and he went into business for himself and to their credit, they cut his mic off and then as he began to yell, they, they raised the volume of the music. So I'm not gonna shit on Global Force because it's become very apparent to me that the real is very bitter. Wait till Del Rio turns around and starts shitting on Jared for doing that to him. Right, right. It's very apparent that, to me that's, that... That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, there's going to come a point where eventually they're gonna, Del Rio's going to turn around and, 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 and turn on Jared. I, I you know... Yeah, and, totally. he, and he's pissed off those, and he's pissed off promotions like AAA and Lucha because yep. he's notorious for making obligations to show up and then yep. he doesn't show up. And so then they block, they blackball him from coming back. So it's very apparent to me that if he was in Ring of Honor or if he was in New Japan or if he was in PWG, basically wherever he is, wherever he goes, I just have a feeling that wherever he goes, he's just going to be like on a fuck WWE tirade. And what you just yeah. said about, you know, him turning on Jared eventually, I can see that. So it seems yeah. to me like this thing with You know Cage, when I can see that happening? You know when I can see that happening? Okay, Alberto, we're going to take the belt off you. You know, yep. we're going to move the belt to somebody. 
Oh, what do you they mean should. USA? What do you mean pedal? They you know, should. And, to, and mean? to their credit, and to their credit, despite all their flaws, they got they got Don West back. They're they're doing some good stuff with their X division. They just started the Super X Cup. They got Drago. They got ACH. They got Mirafuji. You know, and they're going back on the road soon. They're going to be doing live events again. It's like, so you, if you're going to be doing all this, do you really need to be doing that with this dude as your champion no. saying, fuck WWE? Like, you know, he's no. not the guy. So no offense to Rio. Like, no offense because, you know, I like him. Like, I still like him as a, like, as a wrestler. I still like watching him work, but it's very clear this dude has attitude issues and he's bitter. And that's he's, why, that's why I would not – they could have, I mean, they, they, you know, and it's it's probably clear that they're doing it. They probably could have fired her six months ago if they yeah. really wanted to. You know, they they probably could have. But you know what? Why are you going to reward them? For what? Okay? I, I would sit there. I'd hold her to every day of that contract, and I've said it a million times. The minute that contract is up, oh, you were injured for da-da-da-da-da, congratulations. That we just kicked that clause in that every contract has. That was that clause when Ray thought he was leaving, and they turned around and they said, "No, you owe us another what was it like six months or something or a year." Yeah. I would do the same thing to her, and when she turns around and says, "Why? Why are you doing this to?" That's a bad English accent, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know why? Because you and your man don't know how to shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, but don't reward that. Anyways. They're getting punished anyway working for TNA and Global Force. You know, that's a bad enough Doesn't matter. Right there. Doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe Doesn't the matter. mindset is, maybe they think if Paige is there, he'll be easier to control. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't want to see Obviously him in a white not. Movie. Obviously not. No, because yeah. he, they pro, they See, and I've said this a million times. She's got two strikes. You want out so fucking bad. I'm not saying you got to go do heroin or, co- or whatever, a regular drug. There's a list of banned supplements that you can get at GNC. Go out and go out and buy a fat burner that's got two things in it. Take it and then turn around and say, hey, I'm here for a wellness test. Uh-huh. Fail the wellness test. Get fired if you want out so fucking bad. How about you just How about you just have her show up on Raw with Brad Maddox and Xavier Woods and shit? Uh, <laughs> just end right. it. Yeah. Nate, Nate already knows what I'm talking about. Nate, Nate knows I'm just waiting for Pulp Fiction, too. So I'm yeah, get exactly. the needle. <laughs> get there the you needle. go. <laughs> Do I even want to know? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that you know, yeah that Xavier Woods thing was Uso. Yeah, and if that's what hilarious. Anthem's thinking, if that's really what Anthem's thinking, they're fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So what? all right. <clears throat> all right. Let's let's. I'm gonna get going. I'm gonna get going. Time. Um. Let's get my thoughts really quick. I like the New Japan thing. It was good. Um, like, Chris was in where he liked the uh, Jim Ross thing, Majig his commentary and stuff, but you got to remember, he still works for WWE, you know. <laughs> but uh, he still mentioned WWE in the promos and stuff, some some stuff too, so that was cool. But the wrestling-wise, I like that Omega and all that. I'm going to see what they do with Omega, Cody, and all that in the future and stuff, how they build towards that. It should be pretty interesting, so... And I gotta check out that Young Bucks match. But all right, you guys have a nice weekend. It was nice talking to you guys. Enjoy uh oh, enjoy the Masquerade Garden show. That's cool. And then enjoy Great Balls of Fire on a Sunday. But it was nice talking to you guys. All right, later, all right, Nate. Nate. Thanks for coming on. Right. Yeah, no problem. Take care, buddy. Bye. Well, okay. 
I mean, I, I thought the specials were awesome. I, I thought they both were. I, I During the course of the week, I got to watch everything in full. Um, there's no denying that. Uh, you and I have had this talk in private, and I, I feel like we have this conversation every week. But what, what's Omega doing at Wrestle Kingdom? I, I really can't figure it out. Yeah, I really can't because, because I'm going to take your idea, and the problem with that is, is Ring of Honor going to let him win that title not being signed to them? Look, that's some information. Uh, really, all I can really go on is the future plans of uh, New Japan and what Ring of Honor are going to do. So they've announced Omega's first uh, defense, and his first defense is going to be against Will Ospreay, who is one of the talents that is signed to Ring of Honor, but also works New Japan. So where, this is where, is that, where is that happening? There's no announced date yet, but it's going to okay. most most likely it'll be at a Ring of Honor taping. So. So this belt is going to be defended in Ring of Honor shows, and it's going to be defended at New Japan shows. And so for Ring of Honor shows, this includes TV tapings, um, Mm -hmm. i-pay-per-views, and actual pay-per-views. So um, this is a belt that will be defended on both, and uh, the idea is for him to defend it against Ring of Honor talents, um, defend it against New Japan talents, and defending against any other, if he gets any type of uh, indie booking for a different show, then he can defend it there as well. Um, as far as what New Japan's going to do, uh, the show was a success. Um, you know, they made a lot of money off of it, and the uh, New Japan president says that they pl- they plan on coming back in 2018. And his exact words were, "No later than April 2018," which would put them right around a WrestleMania season. Probably going to be doing the show the day of WrestleMania season. You know, like how. If there's WrestleMania like on a Sunday, and you know there's like events like WrestleCon and Takeover, you know like how the different wrestling shows get together. So I imagine they're probably yeah, going to do a show. Nobody goes up against Mania itself, and if he goes up against Mania, you can we'll, be New we'll Japan all you want. That's, we'll have to that's see. That's not. Nah, you, we'll you're not see, going man. up against this show, Mania. This show sold out like on. Wouldn't it, it sold like on two days? Two, was it a day or two days? It it's, got a different a animal, it's a different well, animal. It's a different animal. When you've got, when you've it depends got, when on you're the bill, though, 70, man. Seventy-five thousand headed to the Superdome. Okay. Oh, that's right. It's in Orlando, so it's going to be in Orlando. No, it's right. in New Orleans. It's in New, New Orleans. Or, New, New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Well, I'm just assuming. I'm just. Ass- I'm. Ass- I don't know when he's going to do the show, but he said no later than April he, of 2018. He, he could do it that weekend. Go up against NXT. Go up against the Hall of Fame. That's, that, he that's goes what up I'm against, thinking. That, that's what I'm thinking. He goes up against WrestleMania, he'll get buried. He w- they I, will. I don't believe that they'll get buried just because of how much it's sold out. Um, but I yeah, totally but see him doing it on a Friday or a Saturday. Um, okay, so he said that. He said that they're going to be uh, in, in New Japan. He said they're going to be here in April 2018. Well, you know what the problem is um, going to be? Hang on. I, I'll, I'll readdress that. Mm-hmm. He may not get buried, but WrestleMania is still going to get seventy-five thousand. Oh yeah, 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 with, sure. And of with everything that goes on that weekend, mm-hmm. you might just, need to it, be. You know what? He might need to be. He might need to be Thursday night. It just he depends might need to be because that first show Thursday night. Because if he goes up against NXT on Friday, that could go either way. 
The whole yeah, thing Saturday NXT, night he can win NXT. because the whole yeah. thing's just it is what it is. He's either got to do Thursday or Saturday. If he does Friday Sunday, I don't. Th- they may still get their eight to nine thousand whatever, mm-hmm. but you're not going to get the right eight to nine thousand because the yeah. eight to nine or ten thousand that you want will be at NXT. They'll be at WrestleMania. You're going to get the. You're going to get the. The scraps of that. Well, That's again, we, we we can't say for sure, but the president said that that he wants to be back in America between March and April of uh, 2018. Personally, and also, if I you think... announce a show, here's the other thing too. He announces, let's say in November, whatever, mm-hmm. the the Friday night of WrestleMania, we're going up against NXT again. Who wants a contract? Here you go. Um, Here you go. Okay, you guys are coming with us. So some <laughs> you're other news that is, Friday night, but you're working takeover. <laughs> so, so some other news that they got is, you know, they're going to be establishing, a, I think we talked about this on other episodes, that uh, they're going to be establishing uh, a base of operations in California. They're going to be uh, getting a dojo over there, so it's going to be their training center. And, uh, and after Omega won the title at the end of the tournament, uh, he cut a good promo. And, um, oh, Omega's promo was great. Yeah, he cut a great promo, and uh, he said that they'll be coming back next year. And Omega said in the promo, and uh, he he re he he also said it again on Twitter because he was asked on Twitter to make sure, like, were you talking in character? Did you mm-hmm. really believe that? And Omega said that he believes that that New Japan can work bigger venues, and he said that the next show they do is that they're going to aim for for twenty thousand. There's nothing wrong with aiming. It's like when you're taking a class, you want to aim for an A plus. Because you don't want to aim right. for a C minus, because then you'll get right. like a D or an F. Yep. So there's nothing wrong with aiming. So I believe right. at the uh, at the Lake Ocean Center, I think it was like um, I think it was like they had like three thousand, or it was like three thousand, which is good good venue seats. And um, the fact that they sold out so quickly is good. Me but personally, wait, so those numbers I, were not what they said they were then. Hmm, what, what, what they they were, say, everyone what? was saying originally those numbers were like eight, nine, ten thousand. Let me see what the actual venue was, because I was hearing some... I, I know that it was crowded. Let me try to find an exact number for... Yeah, maybe uh, get that attention, because if that's the case, that's not a sellout. They might have just sold out whatever they made available, like what TNA did with that Bound for Glory at the Alamo Dome, when they yeah. said, oh, we sold out the Alamo Dome, but the only problem was... They They only made... You know. Okay, here we go. All right, so attendance for night one was 2,370. Attendance for night two was 2,305. And that's not impressive at all. That's not, that's, I'm sorry, that's not. Let me see what the venue seating was. Let me see what the venue seating was. Let's see, uh, Long Beach Convention Entertainment Center. Uh, man, Everyone was I, saying I, they sold out 10,000. I enjoy doing the research. Let's see. What's their seating? What's their seating? Theater seating. Oh, okay. It's one of those arenas where the seating varies depending on what kind of event it is. Fucking Wikipedia. All right, here. Theater seating. Banquet room seating. All right. I guess I'm going to I'm gonna go here where it says uh, auditorium seating. Okay, so according to this, uh, from a ballroom perspective... They can have about three thousand seating, and when they do like a theater one, uh, 
they can have about 4,000 seats. Okay, I'm going to tell you exactly what this is. Mm -hmm. Madison Square Garden has a theater in it called the Beacon Theater Mm -hmm. that holds about three or 4,000, whereas the garden itself holds 17. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's the difference. Okay, here's what this says right here. I'll just read this to you. This is from the exact uh, page itself. It says, an event space within Long Beach Arena, a flying steel truss system converts the arena floor into an intimate space for receptions and concerts of the likes. For concerts, the venue can seat generally between 2,990 to 4,890, depending on what type of show it is. So, um, okay. Well, uh, they did well. They, they're going to be doing um, uh, base of operations in Japan. I'm sorry, in California. They're going to get a yeah, dojo they, started they, there. And uh, the president says that they're going to plan on doing um, – they're going to plan on doing tours, actual tours uh, in America. Now, the big question that some fans have is that there was actually a large amount of New Japan fans uh, – there was a large amount of New Japan talent that were not featured on the show. And so one rumor that's going around, kind of like how WWE has like two different rosters, like Raw and SmackDown, is that what he's going to do is he's going to actually make like a New Japan U.S. tour roster, if that makes sense, because some of the Japanese guys may not have their visa stuff set up, or some of the dudes just don't have an interest traveling to America or whatever. So... um the ratings on Access TV, uh, I don't have Access TV, and uh, there was some confusion about that, so I apologize to any fans out there. So night one was exclusive to Access TV because they wanted like people to tune in for ratings, and then night two was on, was on New Japan World and stuff like that. So uh, the ratings for Access TV were, were good, and, um, so, uh, but I didn't mean to go off into a, a tangent or anything. To answer your question, though, um, yeah, so Mega won the tournament. Uh, going through the matches right quick, you know, Adam Page and Jay Lethal was, was okay. Um, Omega Elgin was amazing. That was that was the match of the tournament to me. That was great. Uh, Juice. Juice against Sabre Jr. That was a good match. I was surprised that Sabre Jr. won, but I didn't, I didn't complain. And I think, who did Ishii fight in his first match? I think Ishii. Oh, yeah, Ishii beat Naito. Naito? Yeah, yeah, he beat Naito. That didn't surprise me, though, because Naito didn't need the belt. So uh, I really enjoyed Omega Lethal. That was cool. I'd never seen those yeah. seven matches before. I liked how I, Lethal hit his finisher like the first five minutes in, and rather than Omega kicking out at two, he just rolled out the ring. So he was protecting Lethal's move. I appreciated that. Yeah. If that was Ring of Honor, he just would have kicked out at two. <laughs> so, so, and then the second match was um, was uh, Zack Sabre Jr. against uh, Ishii. So Zack Sabre Jr. He went further than I thought he would. I thought Juice was going to go further. So, and then yeah. the finals was uh, the finals was Omega and positioning him. Right, right, right. Juice. Right, right. So the finals were Omega and um, and uh, Ishii, and then Omega won. And so now he is the uh, the 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 U.S. IWGP champion. And then of course Lance Storm joked on Twitter and said the U.S. champion. For WWE and New Japan are Canadians, which is hilarious <laughs> because Lance Storm mm-hmm. had he had the Canadian Triple Crown that was like yep. the dying days of WCW. So I don't know what it is. That's a good point. Canadians make good U.S. champions. I don't know. I don't know what that is. So, uh, as far, but to answer your question though, what's going to happen? Um, pretty much, um, 
I get why some fans are seeing this as a consolation prize, but you got to look at it a different way. Um, and WWE and New Japan Pro Wrestling titles, they don't, they're different. Like, and WWE is the world title, but in New Japan, it's like you can still be the main event and the top star and not be a, a world champion, as Nakamura but, demonstrated when he was the Intercontinental see. Belt. So the fear that I have, as I told you on Facebook, is if, because this is how it works for New Japan, right? Because I, I explained this to you before, right? Take Okada, right? Yeah. Okada can, he can, he can, I'm just being theoretical. Say Okada is feuding with Naito. And at the next show, he main events. What New Japan does is they will alternate where one show, the IWGP champion will main event. And so then for the next show, whoever the champion is will be like in a tag match. And the main event will be like the Intercontinental title or like the IWGP junior weight title. Like there was one show where Bushi and um, Sonata main evented once. So what I'm trying to say is if Omega does the same thing with this belt that Nakamura did, if he goes to Ring of Honor and has, like, match of the night, or if he goes to New Japan and has match of the night, like, what I'm trying to say is the champions that New Japan chooses, they choose their champions with the intent to potentially main event a show if their world champion is, like, in some filler feud or, you know, whatever. So when that happened, when Nakamura was Intercontinental Champion, Okada was the world champion. So it was like 1A, 1B. You know, you, you always talk about mm-hmm. the 1A, 1B thing. Yeah. So they could do that again here with Omega, where Omega is the U.S. champion. But I could see him, like, main eventing, like, not a main New Japan show, but, like, a filler show. Like, you know those Road 2 shows, Road to G1 mm-hmm. or whatever? Like, I yeah, could see Omega. Yeah. Like, yeah, I could see him main eventing and being presented as a top champion. The problem is, though, is like I said before, if you present Omega as the top guy with this new belt, because the thing is, when Nakamura, when he won the Intercontinental belt, that was a new title. That belt has not been around that long. It was introduced, like, right. in 2011. Everyone forgets that. Everyone right. thinks, oh, right. that belt's been here forever, and it really hasn't. Right. So when he first won the belt, at first, when Nakamura first won the belt, people looked at it, and they were like, oh, well, it's a consolation prize. But then Nakamura, he made that his belt. He consistently had, like, match of the night. He would steal the show from whoever the world champion was, whether it was Tanahashi or Okada, and it got to the point where he was main eventing over Okada, and the word was is that Okada was, even though he was good friends with Nakamura, he was upset with New Japan because he was not getting but what that, he was but promised. That's, that's, yeah, but, I mean, that, that's, yeah, that, that's a totally different aspect to it that does have to be looked at to be addressed. But my whole fear is... My fear is, is they're going to do that again with Omega, and if they do it again... You're going to piss Omega, off somebody. Then, yeah, you're going to piss. And this scenario, it, because of this push that Omega is getting. Next time Okada goes so, to SmackDown, he's not leaving. Someone, someone is going to get pissed. Because if, he, yep. is, if, if he's defending this belt and Ring of Honor and New Japan, then that means potentially this Omega could main event a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. Because no offense to Cody, he's yep. great. He's getting better. But if, 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 if you're doing a show like Final Battle, Best in the World, Supercard of Honor, Omega's main eventing over Cody. So if you do that, that. you're going to piss off the Ring of Honor fan. I don't know and if about you, that. He's a bigger name than Cody, I, I, dude. 
No, at he this point, is, he but is. I'll tell you what. Yeah, but storyline wise, Cody, especially if they stick with this whole quote unquote Cody's an outsider storyline, they mm. will constantly build those shows around we need to get the belt off of Cody and we're going to just send in the entire army to get it off him. Like, I'll mm-hmm. bet you, you're going to get Cody in a bunch of, like, multi-man matches because the story will be, well, if it's a fatal four-way, you know what? There's three chances for us to get the belt back from Cody. It's, you know, they'll almost, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll play that story, and that's why you're right, though. Omega... You bring Omega to the Manhattan Center for final battle, Omega will be looked at as the main event on that show. Mm-hmm. No matter where yeah. he goes on in that card. Okay, mm-hmm. let's say you do Omega Lethal at final battle. Just throwing a, just throwing a name out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where that match will be on that card, that will be the match people will go to see. And that's, that's and what then, I fear. The first time I saw Nakamura... Line-wise, from a storyline, though, nothing will be bigger than, you know, ROH trying to get the belt back from the outsider, which is Cody. And you just hope by the time that comes around, let's say it's final battle, by the time December comes around, you can, you have Cody at a point where he is legitimately looked at as the number one guy in that company. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would be the show to to pull the trigger on it where Cody beats whoever and then you could have you know I don't ROH doesn't really put their authority figures on air but right, you right. could have somebody say we we have somebody for you to face you're going to face them at Wrestle Kingdom mm-hmm. and how do you beat an outsider you beat an outsider with an outsider, and it's revealed to be Omega. The problem mm. is, if Omega doesn't sign with ROH, you know, despite the working relationship, would ROH pull the trigger on Omega? I don't know if they would. So now, All right now, All right now, and, and here's um, the other, here's the problem. Hang on. Now you've got the Ring of Honor champion facing the New Japan G1 champion at the New Japan show, but Ring of Honor wants the Ring of Honor guy to go over. How do you how do you have that how how do you have that meeting? Mm-hmm. That that's that's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm going to be honest with you, I feel the G1, even if they face each other once, has ruined the specter of Okada Omega. I, I with all this other stuff that's going on too. I feel like, and I can't believe this is crazy to say, six months after the two probably will will be 1A and 1B matches of the year, I feel like that's become an afterthought. Well, I feel that... As crazy as that sounds, I feel like Omega's almost above that. Well, yeah, yeah. It seems to me that apparently... Because of the fact that they're going to face each other at least once, if not twice, in the G1. Like I Hmm. said... You know, I've said it to you, and I, I wrote it in the article that I wrote about, you know, about Omega. I don't know if Okada Omega 5, because it would be 5, would be as big of a deal because, okay, 
you had one match in January. Then you had a second-style match in June, which was totally different and just as good. The problem is how many, how many styles will you be able to work to keep on that level? They'll do it. They'll keep doing it for a while. I'm still learning, but basically the Okada-Tanahashi feud, more or less, it went on for about two years. That was how long the feud was. Yeah, um, but I didn't did watch Okada, it from beginning Tanahashi to end. Put on these level matches. Like I don't know. Okada, the Omega. only, See, the only the one thing, I like, saw. The, the only one I saw was the one me. you lost. I've had people come at me. Well, you know, it's no different than Orton Cena and Rick mm. Rollins Ambrose and this one, that one. And and I understand that. I understand there have been feuds that have obviously have gone on longer than than five matches. I mm. get that. But this was this, the feud. This was the feud, basically, in a nutshell. Okada came back to New Japan. Tanahashi was the top guy. They they changed Okada's gimmick because the TNA thing didn't work out. He mm-hmm. you know he dyed his hair. He was the rainmaker. Okada had a match with Tanahashi, and then he beat him. It was a random what the fuck at the time because Okada had just come back. So he right. beat Tanahashi. In the context of the story, they said that it was a fluke and that you know it was just a fluke. So then they had a second match, and then Tanahashi beat him and got the belt back. So then that was the second match. The first two matches were okay by New Japan standards. So then, and so, so then in the third match, that was when they built Okada up for a whole year, and then that was in the Wrestle Kingdom 9 match, the one where he was going to win, but then they told him like five minutes That's before, minute, Gorilla, yeah. you're, you're going to lose. And so that was the match I saw. That match was amazing. That was like on the same okay. level as Omega. So, so Tanahashi won that match. That. So then he okay. won that match. He won the third match. And so then that was when the whole AJ Bullet Club stuff was getting over. AJ won the belt from Tanahashi. Uh-huh. And so AJ, when he came in, he basically cock-blocked their feud. So the AJ, he won the belt back. He won the belt from Tanahashi, and then he beat Tanahashi for it. And then Okada challenged AJ, and then Okada beat the belt from AJ. And while that was going on, Tanahashi was, like, feuding with the Bullet Club, like, the, the lesser members of the Bullet Club. Mm-hmm. And Omega was, like, a junior weight at the time, so he wasn't really right. in the picture. He wasn't so a then factor, the, yeah. Right. So the Okada and AJ traded the belt a few times, and then eventually Okada beat AJ. And then after Okada beat AJ, he got the belt back, and he secured his spot as the ace. But then there's the one guy he never beat. At least the last time he fought him, he lost, and that was Tanahashi. So then they had one last match at the Wrestle Kingdom, not last year, the one before that, and that was where mm-hmm. Okada beat him. So technically, that feud went on for about two and a half years. So New Japan, they've, they've done this before with Okada. They have no... So technically, they had like four or five matches, and I believe they had like one random G1 match that went to like a 30-minute draw or, or where not a one of them pinned each other. So technically, they had like five or six matches. I don't like their booking style, but they seem to not have a problem booking like these two-year feuds. <laughs> so, I get so. that. I get that, but with New Japan being a little more mainstream now than it was two, three years right. ago, obviously, mm-hmm. would that <sighs> to the guy like me? Fuck it, I'll, I'll, I'll label myself at that. Does that style of booking translate? And I think that's it, it, a risk. It, it probably won't I, translate with New Japan fans, but to a casual fan that's used to a WWE storyline, they might like it. 
I know when but, Omega had okay. a ladder match with Elgin, a lot of New Japan fans didn't like it, but a lot of WWE fans did because they like ladder matches, but Japan, but they don't really care the, for that. Here's the, here's the thing, you, you the risk you run with the casual or the WWE fan that you're trying to win over mm-hmm. who's not having this conversation that you and I are having, at least you know, for you to open my eyes up to understand what, right. you know, how New Japan may look at it is, you've gotten so used, and it's not just a WWE thing, WWE, TNA, ROH, we've, we've gotten used to more or less the eventual but immediate payoff, okay? Mm-hmm. The eventual immediate payoff obviously would be the third Omega Okada match, where Omega would finally beat him. That would be, you know, in the mindset of a lot of, of people. Now you throw in the specter of the G1. And, you know, okay, Omega beats Okada in the G1, but it's not for the title. What is, what you know, okay, mm-hmm. it's great that he beat him, but that really, you know, let's be honest, it's the same thing we give WWE shit for. It's the same thing, you know, TNA at times has gotten shit for. You know, why wasn't that for the title? You know, it should have been, you know... Basically, what my gut is telling me right now to answer your question is, clearly, and if New Japan's serious about this, and it seems like they are, because the the president did say that they plan on doing very serious tours here in America next year. Obviously, they have plans for this U.S. expansion that we may not know of. If they're very serious about this U.S. expansion... Then, with all due respect to you know Naito and and Ishii, those guys are great, but they need a, their first champion needs to be someone that need like a face. And Omega after right. Sunday night is the face of New Japan in America. He, if he wasn't right. already, he mm-hmm. is. Now. So, and he, I guess that's why now. he's the and I guess that's why he's the champion. So the way I see it, they're probably asking Omega to take one for the team and say, hey, we can't give you the main belt, but what we can do is we'll have you be the representative, basically the mascot of the the bridge yeah, of New Japan and is, U.S. shows. Like you said, the problem is eventually somebody's going to get upset. Right, right. So with Okada and Naito and, and Cody and the Young Bucks and, and Kushida and all these dudes See, I don't think pushed. Cody's a guy you got to worry about because Cody, mm-hmm. at least Cody has the ROH title to fall back to. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm sure Cody would love to be IWGB champ, and he'd love to, you know, do whatever he can with New Japan here in America. But I think for Cody, at least, all right, you know what? I got mm-hmm. my thing. You know, I'll, and, I'll be, and of, and of I'll course, be Terminal Naito, 5 in Manhattan, you know, next weekend, defending the ROH title against Jay Briscoe. I'll, I'm good. You and, know, of course, Naito made the comment where he said that, you know, New Japan has too many titles already, which I agree with, and they're adding another title mm-hmm. simply dilutes the prestige of the other lie. belt. I'm not going to lie. The image of Naito crapping on the G1 United States Championship on, on a, on a, in a tweet on the 4th of July would have been epic. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so my, right now what my prediction is is – um. My, my prediction for right now is because he's basically doing because all I got to see what more they can do with it. But the only thing I can compare it to is, is the UK belt in NXT, where the UK champion will show up every now and then on NXT as a representative of the UK to remind the fans, hey, this is a thing. 
to defend the belt against UK guys and to defend the belt against whoever is available yeah, but, at the yeah, NXT the UK roster. Belt, even in the UK, is not being positioned again above the NXT title. Right, right. Whereas this potential new championship could be just based off what Position. New Japan has done. Get, show me a show that Omega main events that Omega's not on top in a title match, and I'm going to show you a pissed-off Okada. Right, because normally what they do, and as you've seen before, New Japan, they they love they have a thing for, like, you know, eight-man tags, six-man tags. That's that's their way. What New Japan does, I know some fans don't like it. It is kind of, they do kind of rely on it. What New Japan does is they'll take, it's hard to describe. All right, like what WWE just did. I think they just did it on Raw, like, a few weeks ago. Okay, like Finn Balor's feuding with the Drifter. The Hardys are feuding with Cesaro and Sheamus, and Dean Ambrose is feuding with The Miz. So, right, like, if this was a w- right, right, right. So, what they do, so what WWE will do often, like at live events, they'll have like four different singles matches. But what New Japan does is like if three or four different people are feuding each other, they'll just make it a tag match, or right. it'll be like eight man tag you know what or whatever. You run the risk of happening. How am I supposed to become the face of America, you know, of New Japan in America if you won't give me a chance to be that guy and you keep sticking me in matches? It tag matches. Right. I right. And, right. And the idea forget is Forget about that, ego. Forget about mm, ego. Eventually somebody's pride is going to kick in. Right. And, and, and that's like, how it works in New Japan. You, know, you keep doing the tag matches until eventually they see you as someone above it or until you have, like, a breakout performance like Juice. Like, Juice, he was in... Like nothing yeah, but tag that's matches. Fine for Juice. That's fine for Zack Sabre Jr., but that's mm. not fine for Okada. Well, if he's not feuding against anyone at the time, then yeah. And that's usually what happens. But right now, what my gut is telling me is, and I'm only just basing this just simply based off the fact that he's going to be working in Ring of Honor as well. And so he's going to be doing both shows, as I feel. And so far from what we've seen, it started with Lethal, when Lethal defended the belt against Elgin at Wrestle Kingdom, and then this year it was Adam Cole against Kyle O'Reilly. So I believe Ring of Honor and New Japan worked out this deal where um, they want the Ring of Honor title defended more at New Japan shows. And so far it's only been defended like at Wrestle Kingdom, no other no, no other show that I'm aware of, and and they haven't really. Ha- the thing about it though is, what's pissing off Ring of Honor fans is, Ring of Honor belts are defended at New Japan shows, but New Japan belts are never defended at Ring of Honor shows. So you know they don't really get anything out of it. So just based off that, I feel that what they're going to do is they're probably going to do a title for title match at Wrestle Kingdom, and it's going to be Cody, who will still be Ring of Honor champion, against Omega who is the IWGP US champion and given the you know the 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 backstory of Cody you know who his dad is you know the American dream American nightmare like whatever title for title that's that's what I see I see a title for title match at Wrestle Kingdom Omega Cody and um and, but if Omega wins, then that would mean he would have to work Ring of Honor and I don't I'm not sure if Omega even wants to work Ring of Honor or if Ring of Honor even wants Omega. I mean, surely they would want him there. I mean, he's a he's a very important part of uh, I mean, Omega's right, a that, draw. That, so if that's Omega's... the problem. So how do you do the title versus title match with a guy who may not want to be there, who may not sign with the company, who then in that case wouldn't get the title, 
and you expect New Japan to say, sure, no problem, let Cody go over Omega. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're still teasing, and they're still teasing Omega Ibushi, and they're in different brackets. And like we yeah. said before, the only way that match can happen is and it would have to be the, the final. No, no offense to Ibushi. With everything Omega's going, I mean, is there enough of a story for Omega Ibushi to seem like a really big deal match? The only real story that I'm aware of is that I know they used to be tag team partners when they were both okay, relatively unknown. Okay, so maybe unknown. you could sell that. Maybe, yeah, you know that, what, Omega's was, on a good run, right. and you could have Ibushi be like, hey, wait a minute, you forgot about me. What was that place called? Uh, it, it was, uh, uh, well, I, the name escapes me. They were a tag team when they were both, like, unknowns in, like, 2011. And uh, uh, I think it's called DDT Promotions or something like that. DDT promotion, some random fed, and it's, it's that it's that federation where like Coda worked a match against a doll, and Omega worked a match against like a nine year old girl. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. They were a tag team back then, but back then like they were nobodies. No one knew who they were. Right. And, and so then they both left and they did their own thing. Omega became a junior, and Obushi just traveled the world. So they haven't met each other since, sort of. Okay. So, so, that, may, that, yeah, so maybe you could. Right. Maybe so you the could have Coda come out and be like, you've right. done all this stuff, but you forgot, you know, where we came from, whatever, and, you know, yeah. some, something like that. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, so the same appeal for that match would be the same appeal that Randy Orton and Brock Lesnar had. Fans wanted to see, okay. like, you know, Les- right, sort of like we that. We came up know. together. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Right, okay. right, right. All so, right. Well, but, yeah, it's confusing. Right. Yeah, so... All right, well, this is where we're going to wrap up for today. Um, I'm going to post a lot of the garden stuff tonight just to see what the reactions are and whatnot. And, uh, yeah, we'll come back uh, next Friday for the second-to-last one. All right, let me know how the show goes. Uh, yeah, definitely, I will. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know either tonight or tomorrow. Okay. All right, uh, yep, and we'll talk to everybody next week. Later. Later. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.